0: Wednesday at nine it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe and now here they are Matt Christensen and blonde hello and welcome to the show it is the call-in show the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy hello blonde hi do you remember the name Tiffany Dover no you don't does it ring a bell no okay this is uh there's a lot of fascinating news at the moment so uh maybe uh maybe this opinion is incorrect one of the more fascinating pieces of news i think right now tiffany dover was the nurse who took one of the first coronavirus vaccine injections on camera passed
2: out on stage and passed
0: out it was in a hospital at chattanooga and this was uh, in Chattanooga, Tennessee. This was over two years ago now, right? That, was, that must have been late 2020, early 2021. Is she dead? No, quite the opposite. She has emerged to do an interview on NBC News saying definitively, we're not paid actors. It really happened. And she's saying she's debunking all the conspiracy theories about her, that she's not dead, she's alive. But first of all, she looks completely different. She Remember how she had dark, almost black hair? Yes. Now she's blonde, which, you know, women can, well, anybody can dye their hair. So I guess that's not, that's not proving anything. She just looks like a fundamentally different person, which raises some eyebrows. But then she has this whole story about how I've wanted to come out and clear my name this whole time, but the hospital told me to shut up and I couldn't. And then they go and they talk to the hospital and the hospital said, don't know what you're talking about. We never told her that she couldn't say anything. Meanwhile, she's not working right now. And the news report says she wants to return to the field of nursing one day. Well, why is she not in the field of nursing? And how does she have this very nice house? Mm. A lot of questions. She uh, got that pharma money. Um. Yeah, well, I guess. And in, in the interview, she said. "If If I heard correctly, she said something to the effect of the ambiguous. They told me not to say anything, which was. I guess meant to mean the hospital, but maybe someone someone else shut her up. And was this a contractual thing or was this just a directive? Um, I don't I'm not even trying to get tinfoily about what caused her to faint. Maybe she just happened to faint. Like she said, she did that a lot. It's just weird that now she's showed up two years later to lecture all of us who had any questions about that. And expect us to believe that it's not at all weird that she let two years go by while doing nothing, saying nothing, only to reemerge all of a sudden and say, I'm not dead.
3: Mm.
0: I uh, I definitely want to get into that one on Sunday. I don't know if people have seen it, but. Uh, OK, it's very interesting. Tiffany Dover is a very interesting story to me. So I just had to see what you thought about it. But you'll have to see the actual interview to to form an opinion anyway. Okay.
2: I gotta uh, look at pictures of her.
0: Yeah. You'll see the new one. Look at the granted when she got the shot at the hospital, she was wearing a mask, but even just the eyes, the upper face, the hair, it all looks different. It's, so
2: it's two way years. Hotter now.
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess she was, she's probably she got not that
2: pharma plastic surgery.
0: She's probably not done up in her hospital job. So maybe oh, that's just it. hot. So anyway, uh, We will uh, take your calls as normal this evening, whether you want to talk about Tiffany Dover or whatever else is on your mind. Uh, If you uh, are new to the show and you're curious about how to participate, there are instructions for how to do that in the description of whatever video platform you may be viewing on. Uh, If you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live or you're having trouble getting in live, of course, you can send us an email question. The way to do that is through the contact page of the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. We'll get to your email questions to end the show. And of course, we'll check in with your super chats every half hour as well.
2: <clears throat> Anything else
0: before we hop into the calls?
2: Wow, I hope this goes better than last week. It was a truly unpleasant show last
0: week. <laughs> well, I got a little riled up with the email question, but to get uh, the email question about faith and my, my own personal developing perspective, Um, but as a teaser for what's coming later, uh, later in the show, there's a follow-up and it actually is a very courteous, uh, polite follow-up. So I I look forward to, (laughs) I look forward to addressing it because, well, to give a little bit of a teaser, a real Christian has responded and a real Christian, um, has, has thought about what he said. And, and actually I really appreciate that. So We will come back to that particular exchange in good faith later in the show. Uh, But uh, Discord is up first. Discord with two S's, not like the actual Discord leadership. Like
1: you're dissing someone. Yeah, I guess. Can you hear me all right? Yes, sir. What's on your mind? Shiny, shiny. Um, So I uh, usually, I tried to get in last week and I usually just enjoy your videos and just want to say thank you and keep it up. But. Oh, thanks. the, the video you dropped today uh was especially great just because i a couple years ago started falling down the, the rabbit hole of statistics and really found out just how much of that is like like bsing to make your point hmm. so really i really just wanted to say it was a really good video and, and one that i will share a lot
0: oh thank you I, I appreciate that um if people did not see i was talking about uh this claim that guns are the leading killers of of children and really, that breaks down to be more homicides, specifically among black teens. In fact, almost exclusively among black teens. And this point is being distorted to get you to believe that it's school shootings or kill, you know, killings of of young children. In fact, I haven't looked. The one thing that I'd like to learn about it a little bit more is is the specifics of the age beyond the grouping, how old are the the teens that are dying? Because we know 86% of them are age 12 to 17. Really? How much does that skew towards 17? I'd be curious mm-hmm. to know, but any, I um, bet
2: 80, 90% are 16 and older.
0: It might be the way that the, yeah. the way that it looks at first glance, but, uh, but thank you, discord. I really appreciate oh, yeah. that. Perfect. Did you want to talk more about that? Or do you want to talk about something else?
1: Um, like we can talk about that. I mean, I just i i've I kind of fell down my own rabbit hole of statistics, especially like starting at the pandemic. Um, mm. I was in college, <laughs> I'm still in I'm still in college uh, when we went home for spring break or whatever break it was. and then they were like, yeah, you're not coming back. um and and it just it was clear to me how they were playing the 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 panic card and when I actually I was surprised that there were actually statistics coming out. They were basically saying as long as you are, you know, under under the age of 65, relatively healthy, no or or only one pre existing condition and, you know, not overweight, you were like 99.998% likely to survive from COVID. And once I started seeing like, oh, anybody can die from this, I'm like, no, that's not that's not how that works. <laughs> So, so that was that was my wake up to just how much that rules our world those statistics.
0: Okay. Yeah. Were, were you politically interested before that or was this something that got you kind of into this realm?
1: Hmm. Uh I mean I I've been following politics for a long time like well before that if that's the okay. question. Yeah.
0: But this was uh that um, was like the data entry. You didn't have like an academic background in in data analysis no, or anything no, before no. that? Correct. Okay. Yeah,
1: this this is all for fun
0: uh okay so how how what sort of stuff have you have well i guess i shouldn't assume uh, have you looked at have you done like data deep dives on corona at all or have you have you learned um any other statistical oddities that are
1: um, um worth understanding I, yeah i well i was trying to find um the the bigger the bigger one was um the different when they were going around saying well uh republican counties are are you know do people more people in republican counties are dying from covid i started asking where are the statistics coming from and i realized i couldn't find them so i <laughs> actually started to build my own data set which was just um weeks of me uh not sleeping trying to write a program to do it only to find out i took a class and i found out excel could have done a lot of that for me oh, no. but whatever but um, this
0: was all just your own interest there was no oh, this- yeah. Wow. So you were really curious about this stuff, then, if you're doing oh, yeah, that yeah. much time. And, to and it.
1: I mean, like, yeah, it was it was one of those things where I, f- I found out that, like, I, I forget where I, I ended with the total um, analysis of the, the data that I spit out. But it was like it was something like there are like 10 times the number of Republican counties than there are Democrat. And even then, it wasn't true that it was mostly republican it was there was a breakdown of like you know it all depended on yeah population density and and and, the average uh, age and all that stuff right and like you're still going to get places like uh new york and um where's the other one like you know philadelphia because i'm from pennsylvania and like like higher density areas where you're gonna see an uptick in that just because that's how it spreads so it was one of those things where i was like no you can't really claim that but like I tried sharing my data set with people and they were like, I'm not trusting that. I don't know. where It that's wasn't from. compiled here, by an expert. Here are my sources. I was taking data yeah. from the, the New York times. It was at the New York times. It was some, some that, that has the rolling data average. You can still yeah. get on GitHub. And I found population data by, by County. And, and like, I literally wrote a program that like grabs the various segments of data, spits it down to a CSV. So I could take a look at it. And, um, Then I started up classes again, so I had to like put that aside and I never really picked it up again. But it was just it was one of those things where I was like, I couldn't I couldn't find statistics for this. So I just started making my own. Well, that's really uh, cool. And and, And you raise a
0: really quick. I just want to say you you raise an important point there that I think applies to a lot of different pieces of analysis. And it's a point I'll remember and I think is useful for everybody else too. that point of Republican counties or Republican localities do X uh, red counties, red whatever that that what you raised about the point you raised about uh it's probably like a nine to one red to blue county ratio in this country overall maybe it's higher so no matter what stat you want to raise there's probably more of it or more examples you can point to in quote unquote red counties just on account of them being so much more numerous than blue counties it's stuff like that that's the sort of uh just kind of broad level contextual thought that that has to be understood before even seeing some of these specific data claims that I think is really useful. So I appreciate that you raised that point.
1: Well, and and that's the, the there was this. I've come to this conclusion that anything that there's statistics on that I can't see the numbers, um, I just automatically assume are false. Um, one of the big one that goes around is the the um, uh, I think it's forty. They say forty one percent of uh, cops police officers, whatever, are abusive towards their spouses. Yeah. And Hmm. it it turned out that that came from, like, a study. I think it was, like, I I, I thought it was uh, early 2000s, but I I found out later it was, I think it was the late 90s, and it was based on a very small sample set of um, uh, surveys where they didn't define what um, uh, assault was, so they left it up to the interpretation of the person, and that's where they get that number that they keep um, and who, it, who's
0: the person reporting? Are they spouses? Or it, was are they, it was self-reported.
2: It was self-reported. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Self by the, and, self-reported by the police officers.
2: By the yeah. abuser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. By the And abuser. then they didn't That's, ask if the, if the uh, spousal abuse was reciprocated and almost all domestic violence is, uh, is like combative. There's, oh, interesting. Uh, or, like, yeah. Okay. 70 to 80% of, of, uh, domestic abuse is is both sides.
1: Hmm. And, and and you could go either way with that where you you could either say that like it was so vague that people were were you know saying that they uh, saying yes or strongly agree or whatever um uh, because they didn't know where the line was or you can make the opposite approach where because it's all based on the individual, people who think that it's justified may say no even though they are so like through you can't and through rely on self-reported data point. right that whole statistical analysis is based on 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 personal feelings of the people doing it it was never verified it was just based on raw data and and that that was the point at which i was like people parade this around and i'm like statistically if you want to go by the same measure lesbians are the most violent uh spousal group because do they you have, have like data on this six percent
2: Skag and I were never able to corroborate that through the data. The data totally got memory hold.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, I found uh, I found a few links of it years ago, um, and it was based on the same premise. It was the same idea where it was like it was just based on a very small data set of, of surveys. But like if you're going to point to that that police study as factual, then you have to accept this one as well, because it's the same premise. Ah. Oh, I accept that point. premise. I, so I,
0: I believe so. the lesbian one, the police officer one. I don't, well, I mean, I believe both
2: of them, but the, the spousal abuse, <clears throat> uh, the domestic violence police officer is like laughably high. I think they said like 30 yeah. to 40 for something yeah. ridiculous. I mean, I couldn't
0: to give as much strength to that as possible. I could believe there might be something to the psychology of wanting power or there are bad reasons to want to be a police officer. Let's put it that way. It's not the only profession for which there might be bad motivations behind it oh, any any position that has power you might want that power for the wrong reasons um so i i mean maybe maybe there's some truth to it i don't know the lesbian thing i mean just look at the look at the the sea floor off the coast of california there's all the evidence that you need anyway uh did you have a, a closing <laughs> thought before we let you go sorry um, i thought that joke yeah. was a good one it apparently <laughs> fell flat <laughs> fell, fell, well, <laughs> i've I used it too many times okay <laughs> yeah
1: um, I, I don't know. I have a general philosophy. Um, and, and I think this applies to everybody. If you just take five seconds in any given moment of your life, when you're standing at the store or driving or something, and just realize the effect that you're having on people, I think that if everybody did that, um, the world would be a better place.
3: Hmm. All
1: yeah, right, what dirt- did
2: Plato say? Everybody is fighting uh... Secret
1: battle.
0: <laughs> is that a Plato quote? I didn't know that. Something like that. I just oh, butchered it's
1: it. Something I've noticed. I oh. I've worked. I worked in retail for many years, and I realized a lot of people are self-centered. And if they just took those extra couple of seconds to just realize, oh, they're holding people up, or oh, they're they're doing yeah. something wrong that obliviousness. They're re- repeating. They're repeating the same wrong action, and they're not learning from it, or, yeah. or you know, things like that it happens all the time. And I'm I'm guilty of it too. And I think everybody is, even even generally good people. I think. Sometimes just kind of gloss over basic things that are repetition in their life, but it's just like, you know, help the person who seems to be struggling. Don't be afraid to, Ah. to reach out and help people. Don't be afraid to move out of the way. Don't be afraid to just be in the world and, 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 and realize your impact on it because I, I truly think that if everybody just thought that way, um, it, people would, would start to realize how shitty they come across well that's so
0: there's so many thoughtful things in there i'm thinking like how about just look where you're walking don't look at your phone or look to the side to a person that that would be an achievement for like half of society if they could if they could oh, yeah. muster that
1: definitely
2: definitely. it's be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle yeah
0: definitely. right yeah i've i've heard or seen that before Uh, And that's a Plato thing. All right. Um, Well, hey, thanks for uh, the kind words and thanks for calling in. And if you ever learn anything in your uh, your data quests that are interesting, don't hesitate to send them my way because that type of material sort of broad uh, talking point claims like that that don't really get dug into. I I love looking into that sort of stuff. So if you learn anything like that, uh, please send it my way because I'm I'm always looking for that kind of material.
1: Yeah, I, I wanted to update my model since it's been sitting for like a year and just see if the data has changed at all, uh, especially given the, the 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 adding on the um, vaccine mm. numbers for each county. Yeah, uh, because all that's available. I just you have to you have to assemble it yourself, which is the pain in the ass part. All right. Um, but I'd be interested to see how it comes out. But right now I'm in the middle of school again, so I'm, I'm, not, I'm well, not doing that until yeah. May.
0: <laughs> all right. Godspeed. All right. And uh, good Thank luck you. with Thank your you. studies.
1: Yep. yep. Thanks, Thanks for a lot. having me on. Bye bye.
0: A very polite young man. I appreciate it. Uh, the enthusiasm and the polite, like man, you know. Every once in a while, you want the. I, I'm I'm desperate for white pills, you know. And whenever I find uh, an enthusiasm for curiosity combined with like an yeah. optimistic politeness, man, I. It's energizing, you know. Feels uh, good, this, man.
2: The the statistics thing is a major black pill, though.
0: Uh, how they're manipulated and and distorted. Oh yeah.
2: Right? if i go to i went down the medical route and like you realize that basically every study is bullshit that's a <laughs> a world shattering view
0: it's ornate decorative bullshit they're thoughtful in crafting it you know
2: I don't know but you know people's entire lives are uh, have been they've been indoctrinated to uh believe some of these things and these studies that are based on nothing.
0: Yeah. Well, and especially in the medical context that you're talking about, then it's beyond poli- well, there are politics involved, but there's so much money in it that there the, the oh, money yeah. influence to reach a certain outcome is monumental. Um, uh Whitwad is up next. Witwine, are you there?
4: I'm going to do my uh, last thought first and give you guys time to think of it okay while we talk so uh what is one of the first signs of wokeness that you remember in your life when you're like "Oh, this doesn't seem right ah okay think about it. um but my uh, i guess my main question is um with the trolling you know in canada with the big t tea teacher and everything yeah. <laughs> yes do you think that there's a lot more people trolling and do you think that this fake LGBTQ identity is actually perpetuating the problem and not
2: hmm.
4: not really, you know, not giving conservatives a win, just kinda, you know, perpetuating everything?
2: Um, yeah, I, I mean I'm probably one of the few people that thinks that Dylan Mulvaney's a troll.
0: I could believe oh, yeah, there's, yeah, I don't it, there's a sure. bunch of money in it. It it's troll yeah. for profit. I could he did have facial
2: that. feminization surgery, though, so he kind of has committed to the bit.
0: Chop the was wiener he... GTFO. Oh, really? Do, yeah. He didn't do, like, the
4: laser hair removal. You'd think you'd do that at the same time, right? It's true.
0: He was spotted uh, pulling his garbage out of his house or apartment or whatever, and there was a photo taken you know, paparazzi style, and he's got the 5 o'clock shadow still. Yeah. So, oh, God. Yeah. Feminize the He was jawline, a perfectly
2: but... fine twink. He was very
0: twinky, though.
2: Yeah, so just be a you know a standard gay man. Try to be celibate. Repent. Like, did you have to turn into a woman?
0: Well, there's so much money involved. It's a big payday. Not for Bud Light, though. You know, I can't believe the Bud Light stuff. My initial reaction was, yeah, this probably won't matter for Bud Light at all because they've done similar bullshit and so have these other companies. Bud Light, at least this week, we'll see if it sustains. they sounds like they're suffering quite a lot.
2: They always bounce back.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll they see. They own it, every
2: kind of beer, also. Lauren Southern made a very good video about it.
0: Yeah, they they do yeah. own a lot, but uh, it I, for I didn't think this would amount to much commercially, and it apparently is.
4: Yeah, but um, the reason for my main question, so like at my work, probably for like a year or two, I put that as queer one because I thought it's funny. <laughs> okay. But, <laughs> two i was like so you, you didn't
0: try to well just let me just clarify number one you're not gay right correct uh-uh, no no okay. do i sound and gay no, no no i'm just making sure i understand oh, the yeah. premise correctly that you're doing this uh solely for the perceived advantages it provides uh, okay. and number two you did not make any effort to appear or be gay you just said that you were
4: i mean i don't think queer means gay i think it just means you're weird. Ah. weird yeah
0: i thought it was a sexual orientation I it, it so.
2: is now it used to be nothing
0: oh so a queer is just like a weirdo
4: yeah like you don't okay. get in with society or something like that
0: okay so, so but you were trying to receive certain benefits or what was your motive
4: well, possibly like uh my work has made it very clear that they're focusing on diverse people and mm-hmm. women and uh so i was like well you know, might as well just mark myself as queer. And if they say, well, what is that? I'll be like, why are you trying to define me? Stop.
0: It. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, exactly. you're playing the game. And I guess if but, your question is, are people doing this? I think absolutely. Yes.
2: Oh, yeah.
4: But I'm like thinking on the other end of like, man, am I just contributing to the problem? Because my work, they keep they keep track of like who's LGBTQ. And now yeah. I'm technically why? part of it. Ah, because they're weird. I don't know. That
2: is so weird, though. It's like I need a list of all the people you've had sex with in the last year, so that I can analyze it for gender and see what your sexual orientation. is. Like, why does anybody at your work the care what you're doing?
0: Queer. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess because they have the the boxes to check.
2: It's and so bizarre. And maybe if you check
0: the boxes in the way he's describing, you get certain rewards. But the. the so I get, your, your thought is, is this actually sort of normalizing or enabling it? Even if you're trolling, is that self-defeating to the extent that this is normalizing it? I don't know. I yeah. guess the, the counter the counter to that would be, is it sort of a, a collapsitarianism or accelerationism of sorts where you are just helping that doomed process to reach its uh, final destination? And then we can all move past the nonsense. Maybe there's something to that, but... Yeah. Um, but the other the other piece of it is I have no doubt that people are are gaming the system to gain certain advantages. But I also think that to the extent there are advantages, maybe there are a lot of it is sort of subconscious. Like the we know that the the transgender stuff is particularly strong among teenage girls in the same way that anorexia was. There's a certain trend to right. it. It's like they. They. A lot of these young girls are chasing rewards, whether it's, um, you know, uh, social affirmation on social media or, or just a feeling of belonging or people celebrating your, or you or whatever. If you're, if your natural urge as a young girl is to chase that, are, are you, are you trolling or are you following the incentive structure? You know, like uh, w- what's the line between those two things?
3: You're but the are
0: we the
5: algorithm. Mm-hmm
0: yeah maybe that's true
2: the more we normalize this in a fake way though the more it reveals itself as a house of cards um because so people... you're telling me
4: you're telling me i should change my license to female because it's really easy <laughs> to do in my state and yeah, i'm, you sh- and I'm you renewing totally should. up uh, in like october so i'm like should i change myself and then you should. if
0: you get pulled over you can cry and get out of the ticket it'll be great
4: yeah and i can show my boobs
0: Right.
2: <laughs> Show him your man. Nip. Yeah. He'll be like, I'm arresting you.
0: Yeah. Uh, before we let you go, we got to get to that, that final uh, question that you mentioned, or the first question that you mentioned. Um, the, the single event that, that sparked my awareness of all of this was, and I know I've mentioned this before, so sorry for repetition for longtime listeners. But when, when they shut down that Trump rally by force in Chicago in the spring of 2016, and all the good liberals were celebrating the forcible shutdown of a political speech. That was the wake up call to me. And that was the first time I oh, really no. saw go,
2: first sign of wokeness. Go back further. Video further games,
0: further. maybe a little bit before that, but that was, that was the event that really got me thinking that I am not on the right side of these things.
2: Okay. That's not go at, at all the that. direction I was going in with
0: It was mind. in Chicago. I mean, the idea of Trump holding a rally in Chicago today is hilarious, but it happened. <laughs> Back in 2016.
2: Um, Okay. I I also have mentioned this too many times on our channel, but the first thing for me was when I was a sophomore in high school, we had already read Eli Weasel's night two times. Mm -hmm. We were just studying the Holocaust constantly. And I like, I wasn't reading any um, Shakespeare. I wasn't, (laughs) I wasn't reading any of this other, Mm -hmm. but like, I have to read this, this stupid Holocaust book twice and I could tell that, um, like different team, years or
0: different classes. Or I read what? it as
2: a freshman, and I read it as a sophomore. Huh. And like Anne Frank, I read a bunch of times, and I'm like, why are they making me read this shit? So in Eli Weasel's Night, um, they one of the Nazi guards throws a <laughs> this is so stupid throws a Jewish baby into the air and then catches it on the end of his gun. What is that called? Oh, Hitler baby. You know the, uh, the bayonet. That's it. Skewered it on a bayonet. Is that
0: real? I've heard a story like that before, but that's real?
2: No, it's not real. And even huh. while I was reading it, I remember bursting out laughing because I was like, this is so absurd. Why Why are we reading this? Anyway, that, that kind of got me started. Like recognizing that my curriculum was retarded and strategic. Uh, and that just continued and got just worse and worse and worse.
0: What? How did you go from like the... <laughs> How did you go from that to like degenerate libertarian, but then back to, to SS agent?
2: Um, because I wanted to smoke weed.
0: Ah, it was, that was all about killer. weed. That's right. what it was. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Um, real quick, if you, if you have a thought of your own on what your first exposure was, I'll, I'll take that, but uh, we gotta, we gotta let uh, you go after that.
4: Yeah. Like it was like 2014 or 15 and the port authority buses downtown used to say ziggin, zaggin and then it was just gone and i was like that looks like it's missing something and then the news said that the word zigging looked like the n-word backwards no wait it was (laughs) zagging it was zagging it was was zagging looked like the n-word backwards so they removed it uh... and i'm thinking like who noticed that was somebody like just looking at their rearview mirror and they thought it said the n-word or something
3: yeah
0: (sighs) man that's it well yeah pretty soon yeah Once we have banned the n word i get I mean we obviously that's the word you can't say in any context, really, but how far will we go down the road of words that are too close? I've already been punished by YouTube for have hosting that Bernie clip of him saying "niggeredly," which is an unrelated word mm-hmm.
2: um I'm having a hard time believing it's totally unrelated. It
0: is different uh origins of the word it's not. I forget. Uh, I'll I'll look it up right now. But they're there. what's the word the etym- etymology origin yeah. of the word? They're completely different.
2: Negerly root.
0: Yeah. Not anyway, Whitwat, uh, thank you for the thoughts. You're welcome. Thank I'm gonna you. let you uh, zag on out of here if that's not <laughs> too offensive. Thank you, man. Uh... Okay, we are just about due for a break. So maybe let's see if uh, we'll just catch up on a couple chats since we only have a couple here to read. We'll do that quickly and we'll get right back to the calls uh, over on rumble. Uh, sticks sent me here. Well, that's great. If sticks nice. did that, very much appreciated. You know, we're probably about to, do, we haven't talked to sticks. I think like a couple of years now. So that might be fun oh, to, uh, to catch up uh, <clears throat> now that he's a dad now and stuff too. Now that we're all in the parenthood club. Um, but he says giving money on rumble because you get a bigger cut. If Susan doesn't like it, she can suck the J peen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I th- thank you for supporting the show. Very much appreciated. You know, I wonder oh, how Susan right. is doing. It's totally different origins. The uh, stem
2: of the Latin Niger. Yeah. But niggardly is a Norse word.
0: Is it Norse?
2: Yes. That makes I it even not cooler. be niggardly. Meaning parsimonious.
0: I pre- Norse origin that makes it even cooler. All right. Uh over on YouTube Jeff Sloat says is uh the Dalai Lama didn't kill himself. He accidentally choked to death on that boy's tongue. You know, I only heard about that today. Did you hear that one?
2: Oh yeah. Okay. So there the Chinese hate people from Tibet. And so I I wonder I've read that this might be some sort of like cheeky Tibetan greeting and some people on the right seem to be wanting to let the Dalai Lama off the hook because he said some haste stuff about Muslim migrants.
0: You're telling me that suck my tongue is a a normal greeting? Yes. I don't know. That seems weird to me. It's a little
2: far-fetched for me. Apparently the golden one wrote about it. I haven't read it though. And I trust him so... I should read it before I well,
0: I guess I have to trust him. Otherwise, he'll beat my ass and I don't want anything to do with that.
2: No, he's a gentle giant.
0: Oh, well, he could beat my ass and I don't want anything to do with that. So I'll take his word for it. No, I don't know. Um, Yeah, I I can't tell you that I'm an expert on Tibetan culture or whatever culture is in play here. But uh, call me. uh,
3: It's suspicious.
0: Yeah. Call me skeptical on that one. Uh, Bocephus, we've clarified several times. Am I still saying it wrong? It's Bocephus, right? I'm sure I'll get a note later about how I got it wrong. My apology. Matt and Blonde, hear me uh, and rejoice. Well, here we go. Another Golden One reference. The Golden Ones Clothing Company, Legion Gloria, will be releasing sacred linen shorts on Friday. Uh, Matt, have you ever worked with textiles? He also does calligraphy. No, I've I've not. um, Well, I don't know Hmm. what you mean by worked with. Do you mean like me personally making things or do you mean like as far as um, like product cooperations or anything. I've, I've not done any I kind don't of. don't know. Yeah. So I, I've not done anything like that. Um, he also does calligraphy. This is a man of many interests, apparently. Well studied. Very and widely skilled. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, thanks for the tip. I'll have to check that out. And of course, thanks for supporting the show uh, over on D live board troll. Thanks for supporting the show as well. Uh, One more metal rules says uh, I have another great uh, movie to recommend called the man, uh, the man who laughs. Uh, It's a silent flick from uh, 1928 and it's a joy to watch. I've never heard of that one. Have you? Mm. Okay. The man who laughs. Well, I will, uh, I will keep that one in mind. And of course, thank you for supporting the show as well. Metal rules. Very much appreciated. All right. With that, we will uh, get back to the calls and thank you guys for the chats. Um,
2: I'll have to just circle back with you.
0: Guess who is next? It's none other than Phil. How are you phil? good evening hello phil
6: good good evening uh I had a couple topics in my pocket here if you but I wanted to see if you guys had anything you want to talk about first
0: um oh, what was it? Last time you called, you brought up something and then i and then whatever I was searching for in my mind came back to me late. Oh, you know what it was. It was um El Salvador stuff. What was it about El yeah. Salvador?
6: I think at the time there was a lot of uh, scuttlebutt about them uh, taking care of their MS-13 problem and other gang affiliated.
0: Yeah. Maybe it was that. Uh, do you have a lot of knowledge on that? Cause uh, we had a bunch of people referencing El Salvador and I had, I just have to plead ignorance cause I haven't followed this.
6: I have a surface level uh, understanding of what was going on there. So please don't take me as the expert, but from what I understand they were, um, basically when people get arrested there they were they were um trying to find the gang affiliated people so if you had gang tattoos or were affiliated in any way with a gang they would separate you out from regular criminals and then they had these special prisons that they were uh treating them less than human because there was a lot of the usual suspects complaining about human rights abuses and shit and and as most of us know at this point human when people start complaining about human rights it's usually excuse to uh put criminals back on the streets
2: yeah okay but i think
6: that i think their crime rates actually drop pretty substantially and uh they sort of see this as at least the ruling the ruling people right now see this as like their their crusade in a way to to make el salvador great you know take care of the problems in their society
3: hmm. okay
6: and, uh part part of what part of what is appealing about it is that they um they are actually ignoring the human rights of these pieces of shit and they are putting them in a hole forever. They're not, are they like, actually uh, convicted or are they about.
0: locked up on suspicion alone?
6: I think at least they get separated out based on like tattoos and like maybe some oh, substantial evidence. Have and, the like, tattoo
0: and rot in rotten prison. You say
6: basic, basically. Yeah. I think hmm. that's how, at least how it started. I, like I said, I have a very surface level yeah, understanding of it, but that's, that was All what right. I was getting from it. But I think the appeal of it was like, look, they're taking care of the uh, the enemies of their society in any way they can, and they aren't getting really caught up in like human rights and whatever else, which is kind of appealing when you see those that people treating uh, other. When You see criminals like that treating their treating society that way. You want to see them get theirs, and they
0: are getting theirs. Yeah, I mean, I, I, so long as. Uh... Serious criminals still have to be properly identified, of course, without knowing the specifics. That would be my point of caution, obviously, is if you intend to administer harsh justice, you need to make sure that the the targets of the justice are correctly identified. But I I don't think there's any question that we're on the other side of that uh, approach to to justice currently, that we have convicted criminals who are who are treated far too lightly um, and and indeed enabled to victimize people once again. So,
6: yeah, I mean, and how many times is there some mass shooter that was known to the FBI?
0: Well, that's, they're they're that's, practically that's, that's FBI employees. Yeah.
6: Yeah. I mean, they got to they got to keep their job security there somehow.
0: This latest one um, in Nashville or uh, Louisville. Sorry, uh, the, the the bank one the other day. Yeah, uh, I don't even there's not a lot of information on, uh, out on it. But I found the family statement to be really hard to understand. The family issued a statement that said. Um, we're so sorry obviously our son had been experiencing mental health problems we had been trying to get him help also there were no signs that he would do this yeah how how is that
2: like everything seemed fine they used some word that really trivialized it like puzzled
0: okay like they were puzzled they were puzzled yeah I just I found it weird to say he had serious mental health problems but there was no warning whatsoever that something like this would happen well
6: okay i guess some people are better at hiding it than others and and like there are some families that don't see what's right in front of them either
3: yeah it's like oh uh, that's
6: just that's just that's just so and so like they always talk like that or yeah they're always they're always a little down in the dumps
0: yeah all right did you have anything else you wanted to discuss before we let you go
6: oh uh, i just saw that there's gop senator. is it senators or folks in the house that are trying to uh make us go to war with the Mexican cartels. It sort of ties into the El Salvador thing a little bit, but it's huh. like, I patch McCain is pushing this thing. I don't know if this has anything to do with the, the Mexican president recently saying who runs America or not, but it's just kind of funny. Oh, I
0: didn't even see he had some, uh, edgy commentary. Did he? Yeah. Okay. Uh,
6: you know, he says who's running America, who some of the rest of us thinks running America. Okay. And uh,
0: Um, but as far as wait wait as far as, sorry did you i didn't mean to interrupt did you have more to say on that no go ahead okay i was just, <laughs> no, on this ahead. concept of the cartels um so what what's the proposal the proposal is what go into mexico and and take us military there and and deal with them or what i don't know what the proposal is cuz on the one like on the one hand uh, I want nothing to do with any of those cartel people crossing the border into our country
3: yeah.
0: i 've seen the video as i 've discussed many times don 't want anything to do with those guys um however i don 't know if there 's some proposal to actually leave our jurisdiction and go there is that what 's being discussed or what is the what 's the plan
6: partially partially they're they're calling to designate a couple of these cartels i don 't even want to try to pronounce these names but it 's foreign foreign terrorist terrorist organizations uh and a bill that Lindsey Graham and John Kennedy unveiled that's similar to this other one is calling for a task force dedicated to cartels and drug traffickers and naming nine such organizations to be designated as terrorist uh, organizations. Hmm. Um, So they are talking somewhat about boots on the ground, although I suppose they would, they would say that it's a surgical strikes or special forces going in and eliminating. But what's funny and I'll, this will be my last word. One of the people that's uh, not, super enthused about this is john bolton mm. so it's really? funny that we finally found a war that maybe john bolton
0: yeah really about, that, <laughs> so. that is interesting
6: <laughs> what, I, what,
0: did he say fair. why i'll have to look that up
6: says it's not going to solve the problem of fentanyl overdoses that's all i'm seeing here
0: huh okay all right man well I thanks mean, for the thoughts he's, he's, yeah, sorry. Did you have anything? I didn't mean to cut. No, you I'm just off saying
6: there. he's probably he's probably right about that. That it's not going to solve the problem of fent- fentanyl overdoses, but it's just weird for him to be against a war for once. But
0: wow, anyway, yeah, better- good for him. Yeah. Thank you, man. Yep, have a good one. Bye, bye, man. Uh, not that uh, any deployment is is easy or should be overlooked, but if I was um, if I was uh, in the military, if you're in some infantry role and you get sent to mexico to deal with the cartels and this is a completely hypothetical scenario i'm again i'm not sure anyone's even proposing this but let's say in a in a world where that happens you get dropped into whatever juarez and you're the guy you got to go you got to start kicking doors to find cartel guys um yeah that that, there are a few people more horrifying to be captured by if if anybody if you're captured by the cartels like I hope you have one left in the chamber because that's your most realistic sure. way out oh, yeah. at that point.
2: Oh, I'd much rather. Yeah.
0: Um, it, it, it is. Once again, I'll remind everyone if you want to see the worst possible examples of what human beings are capable of doing to each other, email me for the cartel montage put together by oh. a, uh, a, a listener of the show. And you will see the most horrific things you didn't even know were possible.
2: They're creative. Yeah. The
0: yeah, ruthlessly creative is one way to put it. Didn't
2: they take out somebody's intestine and then, like, choke them out with the
0: um, I mean, it's, I mean it's, the things... <laughs> we're talking, like, middle school frog dissections of people who are alive. That kind of stuff.
2: Oof, some
3: Game just, of Thrones shit right there.
0: Yeah, just... Un- the easiest stuff to watch is people getting shot by full-auto AKs. That's the easiest thing to watch. Oh.
3: Uh,
0: it, it gets drastically worse from there. Anyway, uh, you, <laughs> it's no real transition out of that yeah. one. Uh, you you Sura, Hello. What's on your mind?
7: Oh, not much. I was thinking about uh, my first experience with wokeness, uh, which oh, I, sure. thought I might share with you guys. I remember I was in preschool. I was very wow. young and the woman. This is was, like your earliest memory ever. <laughs> like one <laughs> of my earliest memories. Yeah. There was a kid who had like, he was stinky and he like didn't wash and he was oily and he had sweaty hands and he always went to like touch you and talk over you and getting your conversations. And I told him basically to go fuck himself, uh, in whatever, you know, four-year-old language was appropriate. And I was explained to by the teacher that there was such a thing called, um, a warm, there were warm fuzzies and cold pricklies. And it was my choice whether or not I wanted to give other people warm fuzzies or cold pricklies. Hmm. And and there was like a lesson on warm fuzzies and cold pricklies. Ugh. And I just that rem- sounds
2: like something you teach a kid before you molest them. <laughs>
7: <laughs> yeah, it was just <laughs> you know, you, but like you have no right to decide who you know you like or don't like or who fucking touches you or like set boundaries on your space. That's terrible. What a stupid and, lesson
2: to teach a child.
7: Yeah. I just, I remember being like this, there's something completely wrong about this. Um, and it's, it's total. That's totalitarian niceness is, um,
0: that's an interesting way to phrase it. Totalitarian. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. it's, it's the same logic as uh, love is love and, and, and that sort of thinking where it's all absolutes or hate has no place mm-hmm. or hate has no value. Certainly, we should be oriented toward a a certain baseline level of respect for people, I think. But you don't even that might be too far insofar as respect, of course, is earned. Love is certainly earned as well. And in fact, if you love terrible, wicked, immoral things, that's bad. I mean, you shouldn't have. What is it? Fuzzy? What? Fuzzy? yeah uh warm fuzzies warm and fuzz- cold pricklies you shouldn't Ooh. have warm fuzzies for evil that's bad mm-hmm. you should have cold pricklies for evil cold <laughs> pricklies have their application and i know that some of that is a little too advanced for you know however old you may have been at the time six yeah. years old or something
2: well what about but- mitigating that uh, that smelly four-year-old's behavior also exactly
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe take a warm fuzzy shower kid
2: yeah like that like you kick that kid's ass because he touches you too much and then he learns to stay in his own lane and doesn't become a weird school shooter because he has no friends
0: (laughs) well and and to the point that you made i think is is right on as well that fundamentally even if you're mistaken in your application of warm fuzzies and cold pricklies uh the distinctions made as to who deserves which are entirely yours to make and anybody else telling you that you, you must give them in this place or withhold them there or whatever, or you must universally apply them to everyone. They are invading a, a space or a right that is yours, even if you're wrong in that. And and it's, mm-hmm. it's yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess I, maybe I'm being too unforgiving because I know I don't have experience with early childhood education. I know you, you need to simplify a lot of concepts for them. So maybe, <laughs> maybe it's just that in action, but, but I, that's not the sort of stuff that I'll be teaching my son at any age, really that you must love anything and everything always that's mistaken.
7: Right. Right. And I, I wonder what a, a, intelligent conversation about boundaries and respect and, and your sort of duty to other children would look like. I, I certainly never got one of those, um, in school. Uh, mm-hmm. but it's, I guess it's something you guys have to figure out pretty soon for the two of you.
0: God earliest woke memory that that, that's that you went to a direction I did not anticipate at all. That's That's really fascinating, but pretty early it it is. It is interesting as the times Mm -hmm. have really degenerated. You think how many of those seemingly innocent early life lessons or just the sort of things that you think you just, you let them pass like that because they, after all, they're in good faith or something. But when you really think about it, they are mistaken and they're base level concepts that lead to a lot of the mistakes that we're making today on more specific things, um, yep. more, more specific political issues and otherwise, the, yeah, you, that's, take, uh, you
7: take away, you know, you know, no judgments, you can't judge anybody. And then yeah. that's, that's how do you have a democracy where nobody can have preferences? It's, uh,
0: it well, and how, how do you have, how do you have good and bad at all? There, there's right, no such right. thing.
7: Yeah, it's all the same. Uh, I just want to point out the Dalai Lama uh, spoke at Nexium, the, the sex cult. Just what? I oh, is that true? Yeah, mm-hmm. he was a speaker at Nexium. Well, uh, I a guess really that's weird, all that. Yeah. There's a really weird video of him touching an armless girl. Uh, yeah, just getting a little friendly with a 13 year old armless girl. <laughs> Okay,
2: oh, I guess she couldn't fight back. That's probably. what so, right.
7: I, I don't know. I, I don't know if the Dalai Lama is being uh, railroaded by the Chinese. It's, it's possible, but. um hmm. kind of I don't know. I about.
2: generally trust the Chinese, on, so I'm. Hmm. I'm going to
3: <laughs> Blonde
0: yeah. is is bought and paid for by the CCP. I really. What, what can I, I say? I hope, I hope they give you some shackles. Is all I can say. <laughs> so at least some social credit score. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that that is their most valuable currency. You're right. All right, thank you, man. Well, appreciate it. Thank you very much. You guys are great. All right, man. I, uh, such great callers tonight. I really appreciate everybody. It a, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's, I, I felt agitated earlier. I'm, I'm in i I've just got a lot of shit. I had baby screaming and a lot of shit going on. So when the stream started, I'm like, oh, <laughs> uh, I just felt annoyed, bothered, all that. But everybody's got like a really positive energy tonight that's very refreshing oh, you're
2: so gay I, okay. I don't
0: know what yeah everybody's making everybody's giving me the warm fuzzies Ew. and i oh really my. really appreciate Ew, you're so
2: it so nice to me yeah
3: Wait, uh, it's,
0: it's the most uh, goddamn
3: faggy you thing you ever seen. just
2: from the last call
3: oh uh, yeah. yes
0: sorry I'm, i i got to turn you up a little bit what'd you say oh you're taiwanese
2: me? i need to walk it back don't i yeah
5: I'm, I'm taiwanese but you know um
2: do you speak mandarin
5: i, I speak mandarin yes i do and understand some taiwanese
2: yeah, ah. bit, I know like some that. words. They're yeah. all cuss words. <laughs> oh yeah,
5: of course. That's uh, always the first thing everybody learn in any language. But yeah, so uh, like regarding Chinese, it's difficult because if depending on their upbringing, uh, it, you can kind of see tell whether they where their values are at. So whether they are a good kind of Asian versus a bad kind of Asian. So <laughs> you know. Right. Like in terms of um, from American like who will understand more American ways of thinking versus those who basically got brought up from the very bottom of society. Basically, they're super poor, super poor, and they claw their way up and out of the country. But when they come here, they always just looking after their own own um, interest. Right. That's a difficulty. So people support some of them will support BLM because they believe. They are fighting for their interest, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and so we should support them. So now we can later on we can fight Wait, fight for our own interests.
0: You're telling me as, Asian immigrants as think they're fighting for their own interest by supporting Black Lives Matter. Am I understanding this yeah, correctly? guys literally
5: guys like that. Like
0: no
2: Koreans in this country are thinking like that.
0: No, no, no Koreans,
5: but like <laughs> Eastern Chinese, Chinese I run into, I run into would think that way.
0: Chinese do. I find yeah, that some shocking. And these are like your experience was in Seattle, right? So this wasn't like some place that's immune. This is in
5: Michigan. Oh, it's 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 like where you live
0: now. Okay.
5: Yeah. So basically because my, one of my, my church friends, um, he rents rooms, um, to, to recent, recent arrivals. Yeah. And one guy recently came, left China and he came from a very poor background. So he, the, the way he thinks is always about what's good for me. Right. So if he thinks that, like, you know, black, black Lives Matter is like, oh, fighting for black people's, you know, interest. And so support them? So I don't know, it's just weird. Like, he's, his thinking is so warped and he's so brainwashed in terms of, like, from where he came from. So that's the difficulty of, of versus, like, people who grew up a little more well off, right? Like, they don't have to worry about that and they care more about justice, Right, they care mm. more, more about what's right and wrong, like objectively. So it's yeah. So they, they like certain people like, like U.S. has no future unless there's a war. That's that's what they some of them think. Like you know, we need to need to get rid of these people who are causing issues. That's yeah. That's interesting that's how, how, how they contrast in, in terms of their thinking.
2: That's funny so, though, yeah. because what I what makes me hate the Chinese is also what makes me admire them. And it's this uh, heartless self-interest that um, doesn't allow humanity or the treatment of people to get in the way of their efficient design and goals. Yeah. And they're so good at that. Like they're so efficient and ruthless.
0: They don't allow respect for human life to get in, get no, in the way of No what respect has to be for done. human life.
2: Yeah. No respect for um, the earth. They, they're the number one polluters in the world. Um, but like you have to admire, you have to admire that. Like they're they're truly efficient. I'm
5: gonna kind in my exactly. That, but... the original like culture is basically right. more of a Marxist kind of like just just well that turned into complete autocracy, right? Or, or oligarchy and whatever. Like it's just there's no respect whatsoever to anybody.
2: I assume you hate um, the Chinese.
5: So. Yeah, um, yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Japanese yeah. also hate the Chinese.
5: Oh well, yeah, they do. They
2: do. Which I understand. I get it.
5: They, they hate each other.
2: They yeah. truly hate each other. Although Japan is, Japanese are clearly superior. I mean, there's no argument with that, right?
0: I yeah, won't make a decision Japan's on that day. until I watch the, the movie this week. Then I'll decide.
2: Right. Yeah. The yeah.
0: Japanese might be might drop many many uh, points if uh, if this movie goes the wrong way.
2: Well, Taiwanese are holding that the, the number two position stronghold number two. South Koreans just moved down one because of your calls have moved down one place. So they got the Japanese, the Taiwanese, South Koreans. I think that is a fair ranking. China number four.
5: <laughs> number four. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, on the other note is like, you know, regarding you, like American values, like I get, I'm getting really bugged by, like have you heard of the brace, um, appeal, Brace uh, appeal for injunction against the brace rule. I
0: oh what? the the yes. brace you're talking about the, yeah. the brace case with the ATF.
5: Oh yeah, yeah. The brace case with the ATF, like yeah. a, a appeal for injunction, asking for injunction against the ATF's rule. That oh. got struck down by a Texas judge.
0: Did mm. it? I didn't see that development. When did that happen?
5: Like very recently.
0: Okay. Oh uh, well that's bad, news, that that, that's bad news because then that still means that felon day is June first, right? Nothing has changed. Seems like so. Yeah. Wow. We'll have to keep an eye on that. Uh, That's going to get very interesting. What worries me about the way that is going to develop, if they're not able to get some kind of uh, pause on it, like you just mentioned, is that there are so many of these, these braced pistols out there that as a practical matter mm-hmm. ATF is what not going do? to be able to get them all even if they had uh an army of thousands to go get them don't anymore. they
2: cost 40 cents to make and they were super easy to acquire until recently
0: well they don't cost 40 cents but, uh, <coughs> but they that was just, a gross exaggeration uh, but they're
2: just a piece of plastic right they're just yeah, cheap. i mean they, yeah. they,
0: they cost you a, at most a couple hundred bucks depending on what you some of them are more advanced but um but yeah and and what what that means is the enforcement of that that rule is going to become weaponized. It is going to be used against yeah. uh, political targets, quite frankly. And, um, and it, I don't, who's that going to be? That could be, That could be anybody. As If the ATF has reason to believe that you have a braced pistol and they decide mm-hmm. that you're the one that they want to target. Uh, well, hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your dog. Cause the <laughs> ATF is coming to conduct their business upon. Him or her. Um, did, do you have any more information on it than that? It's just that the injunction was denied.
5: Yeah, the injunction was denied. And other than that, not, not really. Um, finally, I, I, I'll just do a final final shout out for Washington State because Washington State is going to get F up the rear end because of the. Uh, they recently passed a uh, passing a assault weapons ban, basically banning almost anything. And yeah,
0: it. And they, the so that's courts. through their state legislature now, right? And the governor, I assume yeah. the governor is going to sign it. No, no resistance no. there. Yeah. So that's going to, that's another one that's going to get litigated. That will be challenged immediately. We'll see what happens in the post Bruin world yeah. as far as the courts mm-hmm. handling, uh, handling this, but yeah, it's uh, <laughs> well, um, well, we'll see how aggressive they get with the gun control door kicking. Cause it sounds like those days are coming
5: yeah including parts too so one of the guys i also want to shout out is the uh he's uh he has a youtube channel called uh focus trip Hmm. and he reviews like budget uh setups including optics and he actually he builds his own builds and sells uppers Mm -hmm. like budget uppers with like pretty good precision i have one of those and it's pretty good when you say budget how much
0: is he selling them for
5: He's selling from four twenty five to seven hundred something depending on what specs. Oh,
0: well, I mean Yeah. So Yeah, yeah. okay. I was so thinking like super, super cheap.
5: But, um uh, I mean he still has to go with, you know, decent parts. Yeah, yeah. At least, you know, he knows how to sniff out decent parts at a more of a budget price. Yeah. It's like lower price. But yeah, so he's he kid he might go out of business because he can't buy any more parts.
0: Well, thank God. He won't be able to arm any more terrorists as he's been doing for all these years Yeah. So, well so yeah. all right man well thanks for the info that's news to me yeah. and i will uh, i will check that out soon because um it's uh important on principle it's important to me personally as a as somebody who has braced firearms you know like uh, i don't know i don't want to be targeted by these people but
3: yeah really. what am
0: i supposed to do Yeah. anyway yep. internal david koresh intensifies I'm going to grow my hair long, and I'm going to get the glasses, and I'm going to be ready when they decide to show. Peak Protestant nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) Waco was peak Protestant nonsense. Oh man! I mean, it's more of
5: a cult, I guess.
0: All right. Well, thank you for the call, man. All the best to you. I can't remember. Have I talked to you about this? uh, The new Waco documentary on Netflix. A little bit. So I don't think I've talked about it on stream. Um, If people if I have, I apologize. I don't mean to repeat myself, but there's a three part, a three hour documentary of, of Waco on Netflix. That's relatively new. So we watched through it and, um, and it's, it's, it is actually fair. insofar so far as it allows both sides to speak, it's got interviews with ATF and FBI agents who were there. It's got interviews with the few branch Davidians who survived. The primary one was the last girl let out. Um, and, I find it frustrating because I, I'm a lot more I'm a lot more sympathetic to one side, obviously, than than the other side, and, and I can hear the ATF and the FBI, like I can hear them without becoming enraged. But there's one motherfucker FBI agent who says. You know, the FBI was the real hostage at Waco (laughs) because a
2: motherfucker.
0: Everything we did, we had to do it on David Koresh's terms. You guys were driving tanks over his classic car for fun outside. And uh, and I know all the whole time David Koresh had child brides and he was stealing people's wives inside the compound. Yeah, that that might have happened. And that's bad. I, I, I get that. Guess what? ATF doesn't have jurisdiction over. Uh, child brides or or infidelity or wife stealing. <laughs> so uh, I don't care. And also, you know what's worse than child brides? Burned alive child brides. But they they say I, maybe you know about this the FBI agents in this documentary say, well the Branch Davidians started the fire because you can clearly see on on this overhead footage that the fire started in three separate places at the same time. So they clearly did it. And then you have David Thibodeau, the guy, one of the guys who survived, saying, no, nobody ever talks about that. There's no reason for us to burn down our own compound. Uh, that is nonsense. They asked the FBI guy about it, the same guy who said the FBI was the real hostage. He just goes, David Thibodeau's a liar. We have all kinds of <laughs> tapes of, of the Branch Davidians saying they were going to burn down their own compound. I Where are the recordings? He, he claims yeah. that there's evidence of this. Yikes. Obviously, if you have direct evidence of them saying we're going to burn this place down, I want to they, hear they, that. We
2: would have seen it. Yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah, and he just says it. He just says it. And then, and then you have one guy remember the 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 infamous roof at the waco compound where uh the the atf agents were shot while they were trying to push through that window one of the guys they interview is one of the guys who pushed through the window went in says that somebody pointed an ak in his face and he took him out with a nine mil and then he got shot in the hip and he's still wounded to this day and this guy and again their their whole logic is uh well, I was just doing what I was assigned to do. I had a job to do. I didn't really know what all of this was about. This is what I was tasked with doing and I had to do it. I can listen to that to some degree, although I'm less, I have a hard time doing it because it was post Ruby Ridge and I, you got to know exactly what's going on, dude. Yeah. But this guy said he's an old man now and he's, he, he got shot in the hip. So I think he still has some mobility issues related to that. Or at least it looks like it. And he describes, Every day for the last 30 years, I have sat and wallowed and I've thanked God that David Koresh is burning in hell. Like, he's still all
2: those kids, son of a bitch.
0: (laughs) Well, that's that's the thing that that they just malign David Koresh to the end of the earth. And I don't mean to protect him. He might have been kind of a bad guy, if not a full blown bad guy. It's
2: irrelevant, though. They're like, we're going to stop these kids from getting raped by murdering them.
0: Yes. And. The, the, I just can't, I get it. You got hurt there. You don't like David Koresh, but what you still think about every day, 30 years after is your personal hatred for David Koresh and not what, what was it like 30 kids who burned alive? Something like that. You don't have thoughts about that component of it. Anyway, just (laughs) clearly I had thoughts after watching it. And uh, if you're interested in the Waco story, like I said, I think it's a, a, a balanced, portrayal in so far as every all sides of it are are offered opportunity to speak and i think it's worth listening to anyway um we're due for a break unless you had more to say about oh. waco or koresh
2: no let really
0: i left off on metal rules we're good over on rumble thank you guys over there
2: sorry it's taking a second getting so slow today do it up and ready. Maybe. I actually
0: have to refresh as well, but I do. Now I have it ready to go.
2: Metal rules. Oh, me too. Um, Jonathan Prezios, did you read this?
0: Yeah, that that's the next one.
2: Um, Japanese did put Chinese babies on the end of the rifle and took pictures. I've seen them also when we won the moms. Uh, When we won, the moms threw their babies off a cliff on camera. There was some of this. I understand why the Japanese and the Chinese hate each other.
0: That was, uh, so we're talking like rape of Nan King stuff mm-hmm. when we're talking about, uh, in this context of the babies on the bayonets, right? I haven't seen that before, but I've, I've seen some shows about the rape of Nan King and, uh, it does seem pretty rapey indeed. There is a lot of good evidence.
2: I mean, I believe that this kind of brutality lives in the heart of Asian people. I just don't believe it lives in the heart of Germans. You know, I don't right? <laughs> Uh, no I'm just joking I'm sure the war, war is war horrible horrible things happen Two dogs Mike D maybe uh, Nordic but Bernie thought that was The root of the word too because he had Just been asked if he liked morbidly Obese <laughs> white women in Jordans
0: Hey, And he apparently does not he rejects Those things he's not a fan
2: I am uh, not run, be run, Matt you missed a golden opportunity when you first Got that Carol violence Montage to live stream yourself Washington What
0: a cartel cartel. Oh, well, the thing is like, could I Contest stream this. myself watching it? Yes, but you'd be Ooh. seeing me reacting to nothing because I can't put any of the footage on the screen unless I guess I could, if I put it on like Bitshoot or something, uh, but YouTube, absolutely not rumble. I've not really seen rumble ban anybody, but it is so insanely graphic and grotesque. I, I, I doubt rumble would host it. I bet that one would get taken down. BitChute, though, the, the cartel montage is on BitChute. So I guess BitChute exclusive. Watch me react to the most Wait, horrific really? maiming people. People I get a lot of emails. so Let me clarify. Like another reason I'm not interested in doing that is because I don't want to give. I don't want to use that as an entertainment form. People I've had emails sometimes say people where people will accuse me of being too, I guess, lighthearted about it or something. Let me be clear on why I find value in it. The reason I find value in. Seeing that is to know the sort of horrors and evil that humans are capable of and not and not just in general, though that is important, but the people who are directly south of our border. I mean, like immediate proximity to our country. That's why I think it's important to be aware of these things. It's not I'm not advocating people see this just, oh, can you stomach watching it? Can you handle the shock value? That's not it. It's so you have an accurate understanding of the world around you and you can decide your perspectives based on it that's what do i that's type in I'm, here
2: cartel violence
0: uh, I, I could send it to you later it's um Ooh. it's by a listener of the uh, channel have you never watched it until now no i never watched it okay i i wonder if you could handle it i frankly i'm not going to put you up to it because as i've said before it ruined my day the whole day after i was mentally messed up
2: yeah i probably shouldn't
0: it's worse than anything i'm more you've into seen. like
2: watching videos of autopsies and stuff
0: like that. by far worse I haven't seen all the Isis videos I've seen their greatest hits <clears throat> this is worse than any Isis video I've ever seen
2: mm, I don't think I can do it Okay
0: Uh thank you long Longdown John
2: Uh the USS Liberty incident El Vaquero 555 has the video you guys were talking exactly, about
0: yeah he he's the uh listener and um it's it's El Vaquero 555 over on uh bid shoot if you do want to see it but again if you go, if you go watch it as anytime I get a request for it in my inbox, I caution you need to be in the right mindset before you do this, because it, unless what is you're
2: the right mindset, though?
0: like prepared to, to see the most horrific things that exist on this planet. Ugh. You can't just go into it like, Oh, uh, let's see what this is all about. It, it, I'm telling you, it will, me- if you have any soul or conscience whatsoever, it will mess you up. It will disturb you for the rest of the day. Ah, I'm so
2: curious now. though. It
0: is, the only saving grace is that a lot of it is like old low res footage. It's not like your most current HD phone video. It's a lot of stuff that's. seems like it's a few years old, so it's, it's hard to see a lot of the extremely specific detail, but you get a full concept of exactly what's happening.
2: Ooh, OK, OK. Uh, last one is Daniel Yager. Have you both found your politics becoming more populist over the course of the show? Do you think populist and socialist get conflated because of William Jennings Bryan? I, I don't think I've ever called myself populist.
0: Yeah. I would need a, a definition of the term, I suppose. Um, obviously, uh, well, if, if they were conflated with socialists, that's not anything I associate myself with obviously, but, um,
2: no, because I don't think I- socialism appeals to the people. Whereas yeah, pop- populism is more of like a flexible term. If you're a populist and you, you, nothing you believe is really rooted in principle. You're just trying, like you're trying to appeal to. Yeah. The it's, people at that time, right?
0: I'm just reading the definition here. So I understand at least according to the common uh, description of the term, a person or especially a politician who strives to appeal to ordinary people who feel that their concerns are disregarded by established elite groups. Well, I would, I would say that, that i certainly there are a lot of pieces of that that i think are important that is to say i think there are elite groups that are disregarding our basic rights or trying to deceive us trying to get us to believe things that aren't true and i would like to stick up for the every man of society and at least understanding what's true what gives me pause about this is that i don't think that um simply being an ordinary person or simply being in the majority, having more people than the others gives you any, any sort of entitlement to violate the rights of other people. That's where you get some of these socialistic tendencies or even communistic tendencies where you're saying on the basis of an idea being popular, like stealing all that guy's shit that maybe we should entertain that. I I'd be off. I'm, I'm off that. uh, I'm off the, what's the word I'm looking for. I'm off the bandwagon at that point. Um, but as far as like just conceptually, are are there are there uh, political and business elites who want to keep us living in a delusion world? I think absolutely. And, and I, I am fully in support of breaking those delusions. Yeah. All right.
2: Oh, we're good. Sorry. Uh,
0: great. Uh, thank you guys over. Uh, well, thank you everywhere that you're chatting. Very much appreciated. We will come back to you at the end of the stream.
2: Um, I'll have to just circle back with you.
0: One of my favorite usernames. There are many, but there's only one. Chief Slingin Beef. <laughs> Chief. Hello. What's on your mind? Hey. Hey guys, how
2: you doing? Good. How are you? Great. How are your
8: kids too? That's the topic tonight, sort of.
2: Oh, there. My kid is good.
0: I think mine fell asleep.
2: Most.
8: So. <laughs> I think too. Blonde's going to like mine. So childhood um, jabs. I'm going to try my best not to get you in trouble.
3: Okay. And
8: okay. This, is about my, this is about my kid. My son is three years old, and he still only says a few words.
3: Hmm.
8: But he was saying the same amount of words when he was 18 months old. And I bet Blonde can guess which vaccine he got when he stopped progressing. Was it COVID? No. No, this was when well, he was born when COVID started. He's a little bit older than Emelon.
2: Um, was it... Hmm, let's see. I've heard of vaccine injuries ap- after hepatitis B. I've nope. heard of vaccine injuries after Tdap or Dtap. Nope. Was it chickenpox? M,
8: M R. The one, and they say it's not. And I had a doctor like with Matt flip out on me because I brought it up.
2: Is that measles, mumps, and rubella?
8: Yep, because they put them all together. Used to you got them all separate. Hmm. When we were kids, you got them all separate. And he's progressing in every other way, but he don't still don't talk a whole lot. Hmm. And every other person I know, when we go to his therapy sessions say the same thing at the same time and every doctor just basically well not all of them some of them don't but doctors i'm around but every other parent is like this all happened at the same time as you and very strange and all my friends and my sister included who's just had her third kid she changed the vaccine regiment with the doctor she found a good one where they split it up and made it over a long point Especially like hepatitis, there's no reason to give a three-year-old or a two-year-old hepatitis, yeah, vaccine because you know you're not around other people as much as a grown-up is.
3: Yeah,
8: so fucking um, think about it all the time. Wanted to bring it up because I've heard you bring it up before. Well,
2: yeah. um, the good news about this is that it's it's a boy, right? Yes, ma'am. Boy is a. Uh, uh especially they um have delayed speech and turn out okay it's it's a lot more common in boys and the thing about delayed speech is that if his speech um in terms of understanding is very good his receptive speech is very good then
8: pretty good i can tell him to hey take off your diaper throw it in the trash and and he'll
2: he'll do it." it yeah that's really good that's a really good sign he just might not be ready to talk
0: and it and yeah. might
2: be fine.
0: Yeah, I, I have heard of a lot of examples of that. And I, I'm you know, I'm not disputing that there may be some legitimacy to your worry about about this particular vaccine. But I've certainly heard plenty of examples of, of parents with kids who uh, are, are late to speak or late to be talkative, but develop totally normal. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that he, he's uh, you said he's three years old now. He just turned three or he's about three
8: yep. uh, St. Patrick's day.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I, I mean, I, that's not unheard of. I've, I've certainly heard of people in similar situations. So I, I, I hope that it's nothing serious, but I, I share your, your frustration with that experience because likewise, when our son was born, I didn't want to be reactionary to strictly the COVID thing. And I wanted to do my due diligence on each individually and make a rational decision about, which to select if any and the, the way they get around that is exactly what you're describing that it's maybe you want this one but not that one but they're all they, they're, they're all together. grouped together yeah. in a cocktail so uh you yeah you have to get them all or not at all and um and my perspective is has changed a little bit i think maybe i should have been reactionary I, that maybe that would have been wiser <laughs> but what changed what made me even more skeptical is that it's like all of our all of our pediatrician visits just became a doctor, like, you know, poking his joints for five seconds, looking at his eyes for five seconds, maybe looking at his ears for five seconds and then saying, OK, so which jabs will it be? Yeah. Yep. What? Why am I am I just here to serve the pharmaceutical industry? Is that the only reason that I'm coming to give my kid a pediatrics visit and maybe give him the idea that he can be a girl if he wants to, based on that rainbow sign over there? I I. Uh, both of my wife and I have just grown frustrated with that process. And uh, obviously, I want my son to to be checked out, to to be evaluated and make sure we catch anything serious early enough. But I've grown so skeptical of pediatrics in general. I still have not oh, found yeah. a pediatrician that I really trust because it seems like they're just farming my kid for checks to themselves and big pharma. And, and they never
2: have any answers either.
0: Yeah, and then if I have questions, like you said, if I say if I have any good faith question, the answer is it doesn't cause autism, you know. It's never yeah, caused yeah. autism. So I didn't so I didn't say that. The, go ahead. <laughs> That's so it. The you could tell can it say. bugged me, but yeah.
8: The best thing I can ever say is what my dad told me. I have six brothers and sisters. I'm from a big family. And so my dad had my last the last four kids at home. My dad and his wife. And my sister, who's only 23, just had all three of her kids at home, right outside my house. But my dad told me the best way to pick a doctor is to find a doctor who tells you, "I don't know." Yeah. Uh, If you find a doctor who's willing to say, "I don't know," to you, and isn't trying to, you know, push because they put all this money into their education, you know, if you can find someone who says, "I don't know," it's at least someone who genuinely genuinely will listen to you, hopefully. Yeah, and so it also helps. The, I live near a hippie farm in the Amish, who have uh, midwives.
0: Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah you've you got the gold mine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think doctors, like anybody else, the smartest ones understand the limitations of their own intelligence. And if you can identify one of those, you're in a good spot.
3: Yep. Well, well totally. Smartest
8: people, but not just doctors.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
3: Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: They make good friends too if you can pull that off. Yes, all right. sir. well uh hey uh all the best with your son and, and thanks for calling in i really appreciate it thank you You too,
8: guys. peace be with you see ya. you too
0: god we're still Good in this bummer. bond man it's like we let, we leave one place because it's like i can't be here with tranny propaganda for pride month in the pediatrics lobby so i got to go find a new one we go to the new one and it's all right so uh you're do you just check the box of which vaccines you want and that's really the only reason for coming in today
3: it's like what uh <sighs>
0: i want my son to be healthy i'm not convinced these people i'm not convinced they share that aim i'm convinced they see him as a giant dollar sign and that's it
2: oh yeah i have so many problems with emily they they freak me out so much about things that just it didn't matter it was so bad for my mental health like they just they just were relentless
0: am i on the path to being one of those uh religious parents on the news who refuse to get treatment for their kids and then there's state intervention. And all. <laughs> am I, oh God, am I in that, that direction? Black family
2: lately, this like nice black family. Um, the baby had jaundice and they signed her out of the hospital and they were like, we'll, we'll put her by a window, which was the old treatment for jaundice. Hmm. And then, um, because they didn't want to do the Billy Rubin blanket. And then CPS came and took the baby from the mom because she didn't follow medical advice of like, <sighs> Putting the baby in the billy. Right. Most babies have some level of jaundice.
0: Yeah, our son was born a little bit yellow, but that was not abnormal, and he's totally fine now. And 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 thank God he's totally fine. He doesn't have any obvious health issues that need any sort of intervention. But if he did develop one, I have such distrust for these people. It's going to be very hard to navigate. I don't know. I mean,
2: I, do you watch Dude Dad?
0: No, I don't know. Is that a YouTube channel or what?
2: Yeah, it's an awesome YouTube channel. This guy's super funny with his kids. Um. But they just had a baby that went to term and they were about to intubate the baby the baby, because the baby had inca- inhaled some meconium. And then the dad saw a pacifier right next to the baby and he was like, he just had an instinct to put the pacifier in the baby's mouth. Hmm. And he did and the baby started sucking. And they're like, like seconds before they intubated the baby, they were like, oh, he's sucking. I guess we don't need to intubate him.
0: Well, it's it's, it's the same thing you wonder is like yeah were you guys actually thinking about the health of the kid or did you just see an upcharge in this mm-hmm. particular opportunity i mean it's the same thing with the with the birth of our son i didn't know any better when we went in and you think oh you, you're giving us aspirin you're giving us x y and z thank you for this yeah. and then they make us stay an extra night beyond what's necessary but that's what they're telling you to do okay fine then you look at the bill later it's like yeah that's why you jackasses were trying to push all this stuff it.
2: yeah and it, the liability issue too like no. they didn't, they didn't ask me any questions that give me real risks. Like because um, I had a uh, my water broke early and all this stuff that they wanted to treat Emmeline presumptively with gentamicin and ampicillin, like while they were culturing the placenta, which was yeah. going to take forty eight hours. Yeah, and I didn't say no because they made it sound like it was so dire, but no one told me that two percent of babies that take gent and amp at that age uh, are lifelong deaf. Totally deaf.
0: Deaf. Okay. I wow. never
2: would have done that. One in I would have been 50 like, chance.
0: What? That's pretty significant. Pretty
2: high. Yeah. It's pretty significant. I would have been like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. And I was just in such a vulnerable state that like, I just, I just, I just continually consented to all of these medical well, yeah, interventions. You, that you
3: otherwise go in I with
0: the assumption. Have. These people have the best health interest of my wife and my child yeah. at heart. So I'm going to defer to their experience and their wisdom. And in, and, the broad context of COVID has shattered that, but even pieces of my individual experience with my son and my wife have greatly damaged that because I see that's not what they're doing. They're, they're just there for the dollar sign. That's it. They have not improved his health and in the any notoriety,
2: like how much nurse butthole licking do we have to do during this whole fucking COVID thing? And I, I'm just like looking at all these nurses. I'm like, all right, how many of you went into nursing so you could fuck doctors? Like, let's be real.
0: <laughs> not <laughs> like a bad, how many of you. Not a bad strategy, to be honest. It's, that's, a, that's, it's a great yeah. strategy.
2: But then my 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 midwives are nurses and they were just awesome yeah. during all this. So I don't know. I don't all right.
0: Well, we got to keep it moving. Uh, thanks for uh, patience with the brief. Aside, everybody, we'll take at least a couple more callers before we get to email questions. Eighty-eight M, are you there? Yes. What's Good on evening. your mind, sir? Hello. Uh,
9: the you know we we hear this quote a lot in American politics that power tends to corrupt and absolute power corrupts power. absolutely. Yeah, yeah thank. You. I have never. Take a liking to that saying. I I don't have a problem with it, but for me, I I've never thought about it in, in the sense of it's a good saying for
0: America. Okay, so what are your disputes with the uh, the general rule or the principle?
9: Is that uh, have to, you know power corrupts? Mm-hmm. Power. You know, I look at power as like an object, like any object. It can do. You can. You know, it can do good or evil. Its up to the end user at the end of the day mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a a brick. you know i could I could build something where I can smash a window
2: Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I've always liked that quote because I think uh, uh, people tend to be corrupted by power. It is really hard to use to use power appropriately. I think a, a good case study for this is um. Is young women with sexual power. Like how many how many people are able to wield that benevolently? How many hot young women are able to 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 wield that benevolently? I, I just don't think the average person can attain any kind of power without abusing it for personal gain. It takes like a like a really strong sense of morality and duty and lack of ego to do that.
0: Yeah, I think the the premise is built off of a base level idea or principle about human nature and i i will agree with your premise insofar as certainly some people would wield absolute power better than others some people are more morally square than others but to the extent that all humans are morally imperfect anyone with the absolute power Mm -hmm. to manage everybody else at best or browbeat everybody else at worst there will be mistakes made and that's best case scenario worst case scenario it's intentional abuse and so just given yes. given the imperfect nature of man's morality, power has to be decentralized to make sure yes. that those abuses can't manifest.
9: Yeah, I agree with all that. But my thing is, I think a, like a saying, maybe I'm working on it, but more that, like power permits or power mm-hmm. lets that mm-hmm. the evil is the evil within us. You know, each of us has the power to do good or do evil. Mm mm-hmm. And that yeah, if if you told me right now I don't have the power to kill America enemies without consequences for America, but if you said you have the power to go kill America like some enemy, and there's no consequences of that, I go, Okay, give me the gun, I'll pull the trigger, don't care.
0: (laughs) Well, but (laughs) it's so even that though, like if you had that button, there are cases where that button could be exercised justifiably. There are also yeah. cases where it could be a horrific crime. And if one right. person, exor- if one person has the authority over that button, we're at the mercy of their moral compass. And to the extent their moral compass might yeah. not be a true north at all times. Yeah. You know, I, that's, I, that's a big problem. I agree
9: with that. But I think my thing is that each of us, like I'm, I would, that, if you give me that power, I'm still me. I'm still the same person I was before the power was given to me.
0: I don't know that that's true. I, I, well, at least I, I, I don't know that I grant that premise, uh, that, that power is of no influence on your tendencies. I, I would disagree with that.
9: Uh, uh, okay. Uh, for, but, but for me, it's like, I, like, I understand who I am. And so what I do in my daily life is how I would do the same way as I, if I was given ultimate power, you know, power, any mm-hmm. kind of power. Right. Again, then maybe this is the reason why, like I, like I, I'm not jealous of you know, someone who has a million dollars, because I'm I'm okay with where I'm at, you know, who I am. Yeah. And maybe that's the reason why I don't have a million dollars.
0: But everybody has their thing, you know. It's like, do I feel like I could I could manage the button somewhat fairly, maybe more fairly than some? Yes. But then I see a cyclist, and it's like, all right, <laughs> run you over or the rollerblader, you're done. But and then I rationalize it to myself. Well, I, but I hardly ever push the button. It's just for a few people. I've most, I've done like 99% a good job with the button, except for those people that I, I can't stand. Um, and that that's how it develops. And, and to the, to the prior point on, on maybe that morphing your behavior or personality. Once you allow yourself a little bit of leeway, you start rationalizing more and more leeway. And I I do to your point, like I I have confidence in my own moral compass and I, I I hope that I would not abuse power if it was given to me, Mm -hmm. but I also know that the temptation for anybody, myself included, when you start rationalizing just, Mm -hmm. just a little bit, just a little bit for fun or just a little bit because they deserve it. All of a sudden, a little bit becomes a lot.
9: Is that more the power or is that, I'm not going, I'm not trying to assault you, but is that yeah. weak character, right? No, I say <laughs> you,
0: I, I, how dare you say I'm of imperfect <laughs> character? No. Yeah. That's exactly the point that I'm making is, uh, I, I am under no delusion that, that I have perfect moral fortitude. I try to do the best that I can, but I'm not God. I don't have that. And I don't think really yeah. anybody does. Oh
9: okay, yeah. For me, I always look at things at my point of view, and then I go to other p- people's point of view. You know, that's the best way to try to figure things out and from my point of view is that you know if you give me the power of the presidency i will be like oh, okay nice I- i'm president now all right uh what power do i have <laughs> how can i use it and yeah all right yeah i'll be a great dictator just leave me alone i'll leave you alone just pay your small taxes
0: <laughs> okay we need a little <laughs> bit more tax though because i need an xbox but after that we're done
9: and uh, I want to spend on Xbox. I'd be. Right. I want another pair of uniforms. So this ah, is
0: what right. you guys
2: would do with absolute power.
0: Uh, buy Xboxes? Yeah, you know how hard those were to get. <laughs> this is no, why absolute we don't have...
2: power in the United States. I mean, <laughs> yeah. this is I would why we don't
0: have.
2: Kill a thousand people without trials on the first day.
0: <laughs> I would kill a thousand government agencies without trials. So you know, we're not that far.
9: Yeah, down. I would. I would math. Maybe this is why we don't have ultimate government power. <laughs> yeah. Please we're not we're not he yeah, is like I said, like I don't care about a million dollars, but that's me. Yeah. Why I don't have a well, million
0: dollars. And and to give your, your point as much credit as possible too, I don't want to come off as dismissing it entirely. Yeah, no. Power is power is justifiably exercised. And and that's the entire point of our justice system, that it is a, a justified exercise of power. Um and, and to the extent that that we have that, you still have to have the courage to exercise power where it is yours and where it is justified. You can't shy away from all power all the time. If mm-hmm. you do, to the point that Phil and many other callers make, I think wisely, you are neglecting the levers of power to be taken by the forces of evil. That itself is a failure as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there, there, there is need for leadership to take moral control of power. As well, and I, I think that I could certainly meet you there.
9: Okay, I agree with that. I agree with all i say. Yeah, you know, my point of view is always that uh, there's going to be power in the world, and it's yeah. always about who we let to have power like do we put moral men in or do we not put moral men
0: in? yeah it can't be everybody sitting on the sideline and saying no thank you i don't want power at all if mm-hmm. that's the case then the worst possible people are like great sign me up i can't wait <laughs> yeah, yeah. and that's i think a lot of the world that we find ourselves in now
9: but you, you give me a lot to think so next call and i'll have more questions
0: well thanks man i i appreciate it and uh i always appreciate pushing back on conventional wisdom too it's fun to do and it's important to do why do we why do we believe these things like that that saying? Why do we hold that to be true? And if we can't explain it, then maybe it isn't. So thanks for that. I appreciate it.
9: Yep. You too. Enjoy your night. Bye.
0: Okay. Um, Juggernaut's going to get last word this evening. Juggernaut, are you there?
10: I am here.
0: All right. Well, what, uh, what spicy words do you have for us this evening?
10: Well, other than hello joggers, I guess not.
0: No, you've really cleaned it up. Thank you. <laughs>
10: <laughs> no, but, uh, you know, I was curious because I don't recall. What are your, what do you think is the result of these super advanced chat AIs? You think it's a good thing, bad thing?
3: It's oh, going to destroy see, the clear,
10: planet? Clearly or a, a bad thing. Or
2: I don't know. I think yeah. that maybe this um, automation of menial jobs will push us back to an agrarian society because there's going to be this hierarchy of of robots doing stuff and the only people that are going to have jobs are people that are that are doing quality assurance in between the levels of robot maintenance
0: (laughs) robot manager is the only job it's robot manager or farmer those are your two choices
2: but there are things that robots are never going to be able to do yeah um You know, we've had a lot of problems with self-driving cars and things like that because they're not able to uh, initiate the same kind of um, of like options, like weighing the options. What kind of accident is not as bad to get into? Things think like human, the human element to driving, and it's it's going to cause problems in all ways that robots are are used. Right? I mean, there's there's a human element to weighing your risks and benefits that they're they're not going to be able to do ever
0: yeah well i mean the way it's developed though i hesitate to say ever but it's very very difficult the exact replication of human judgment i, I don't think we're there but juggernaut were you asking about um just the chats in particular or just or are you thinking ai in yes. general just the chats the
10: chats in particular because that's okay. the most interesting thing well, i heard that the people who created chat gpt4 don't actually know how it works I like don't understand s- how it gets its answers.
2: Does it mine from the
10: internet? I assume. I, I
0: know, would like, assume it's if got I don't
10: know then. <laughs>
0: yeah, if they can't tell me that it's just a a high-level self-googler, which is a weird thing to say, but yeah. you get what I mean that it's a robot consulting other robots. But I when I watched that interview with those AI developers that I mentioned um the other week when we were watching uh X Machina and they mm-hmm. were saying they were referencing that survey among AI developers, something like half of them say that there's a 10% chance or greater of a catastrophic effect to all of this up to and including human extinction. And they were saying (laughs) things like you were saying where we, we know how this works, but to the extent that it's self-developing, we don't actually know. And that's the great danger in it. The chat, like, can I see the benefits of AI in general, yeah, to the extent that I can see the benefits we've had from automating all sorts of things, it frees up more human time, it it simplifies tasks for us and it it enhances our lives at best. The chat stuff though, I don't see a lot of value to that in the chat form. Of course, the value of thing the value of of an artificial intelligence that can that can think and assist you without trying to kill you. Yes, but the chat itself, I don't really get... Like, I get the 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 fun part of the chat, like trying to get it to write poems about things and seeing what it will and will not answer. Mm-hmm. But in its current form, I don't really see its utility. It's not... Is it is it more useful than, say, Google or something? I get what it could lead to, and I see value yeah. in what it could lead to. But in its current form, I actually don't see a lot of value in it.
10: Well, I had heard, and I don't know how true this is, I heard this from a classmate of mine that the tech companies laid off loads of people like Microsoft. They laid off what? 8,000 people or something. Yeah. And the reason was, is because they no longer needed low level coders because chat GPT could do that.
0: It can, Mm. it can write code. It learned to code. You say So we can't even, we can't even learn to code anymore. Even that Mm -hmm. we got to learn to do something else. We got to learn to what make the AIs. I don't know what happens when the AIs make their own AIs though. And that's, (laughs) <laughs> Those are the big questions. Once this gets out of control, once it is so self-sufficient that it's able to create its own things, that's where you get that X Mac in a reality where all yep. of a sudden we've made something we can't control and it kills us and moves on to <laughs> its own life. Because what value does it have for human life? It doesn't give a shit and it doesn't have to. Yeah. It's yeah. really hard for I me also- to, to see the upside of all of this tech over the potential downsides. And it's 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 sort of foreign to me to advocate against technological advancement, because in general, I think tech advancement is awesome. It's made a lot of the best stuff I enjoy. But the dangers at play here, it's hard for me to see how these things benefit our lives in a way that outweighs the danger to human life that it inherently presents. And if I if I leave the base premise that human life is the value to protect over all else, I I'm out of the moral universe at that point. I'm in a nonsense world. I can't leave that premise. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. What do I, what should we just ban it? My team ban (laughs) on this. No more AI bullshit. Shut it down.
3: Yeah, really?
10: Maybe because my other worry is that the, this is more of a more likely scenario is that you can just look up the answers to whatever you want for school.
3: Well, we can actually learn
10: anything. You just ask ChatGPT. and it's, can already ask Google though. However, word essay and about yeah. whatever subjects,
0: you still have to do the, pass, the information compilation with Google though. You know, you That's still true. have yeah. to, com- you still have to assemble. And if it's if ChatGPT is doing an original assembly that doesn't sound like robot language, but sounds like convincing <laughs> English, and quite frankly, a lot of those things that come out of it do sound they're kind of broken sometimes or sort of silly sounding, but. Mm-hmm. You could believe in a lot of cases that a human wrote that.
2: Yeah, yeah, we can.
0: I mean, I mean, well, it's yeah. uh replacing human experiences and human skills in this way. Oof, it's uh, it's it. It's not just the downsides of them killing us; it's the downsides of minimizing what it means to be a person, like what it means to think and analyze your way through life that we're just going to outsource that. What, Mm -hmm. at, at what point have we outsourced the entire purpose of life? Like if, if the purpose of life is to, usually I think of my concept of the purpose of life is something akin to finding truth. That's, that's what it's all about though. Of course I think it's more than that because there's something about having family um, completing the circle of life. That's all part of it. But there's finding truth is, is a big piece of it to me at least. Yeah. And when you've outsourced that, when you've outsourced thought and thinking itself and analysis of the world, why are we here? Like, what, are you just a blob that exists to watch TV or what, what is the point of living a human life? If not yeah. that.
10: well, We'll probably have to answer those questions pretty soon.
0: <laughs> That'll be the luxury future. If we have the luxury of sitting around um, thinking about it philosophically
10: and being able to answer it. Yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> I, it's like, I, right.
0: I'll, I hope I got enough ammo for these robots. That's going to be the more plausible <laughs> future. And I don't know that I do. I got to, I got to collect more.
10: We'll you laser know? all their cameras.
0: You know, it's been a night of David Koresh admiration because the FBI is so terrible. They've made me a big fan. OK, the FBI oh, has made me a big fan <laughs> of alleged pedophile David Koresh. That's how much the FBI sucks.
3: Oh, it was a disaster. But
0: Waco at Waco, did you know they had one point six million rounds of ammunition?
2: Yeah, I did know that. That's Holy awesome. Shit. How yeah.
0: do I know? Ammo it's prices definitely. would have been a lot cheaper at the time, but that ha- that still has to be like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of ammunition. Yeah. How did they do it? Gradually. I guess.
10: They never shot. <laughs>
0: well, they shot when it counted. <laughs> they, yeah. They, yeah. They shot when they had to. That's for sure. All right. Well, thanks for the call, man.
10: Yep. Have a good night. Later. Pff,
0: thank you. All right, my one last Waco aside. The other thing, you probably knew this, and I knew this too before, but it was a point that was reiterated to me uh, that was refreshed in my memory watching this. I had forgotten that that the Branch Davidians were tipped off about the raid, that they yes. knew it was coming, and that's part of what made the firefight so spectacular is because they yeah. they knew what was coming.
2: They didn't,
3: but they yeah.
0: they spoke to the FBI people in this documentary, and they said, "Oh yeah, see, I guess the piece I didn't know is that the FBI and the ATF." They knew that the Branch Davidians knew. So it's not just that the Branch Davidians got tipped off by the postal worker guy, whoever it was.
2: But the FBI, yeah, it was kind of like a double cross. Yeah,
0: They knew that they knew and they and there were dissidents within the FBI who said, "Okay, that's it. Like the element of surprise is off. We can't go in there. Yeah. And the leadership at the FBI or the, the ATF, I'm using those terms interchangeably because they're sort of the same or the original raid was ATF and the FBI came in later what I'm saying is the original raid they knew that they knew Branch Davidians knew the ATF knew that they knew and the decision was made at the leadership level no no because they know now we have to go because (laughs) now that they know they're going to hide all their machine guns or whatever the evidence was and then our case is destroyed so now that they know now we have to go that was the decision that was made God these people Anyway, thanks for uh, putting up with my Waco talk this evening. Great story. Anytime, compelling and rich. We have to get to our email questions. Um,
2: okay.
3: As
0: as a reminder, if you uh, if you'd like to send an email question, the way to do that is through the contact page of the website mattchristensenmedia dot com slash contact, and look for the call in show question form. That's how we take our call in show questions. they
2: are so abusive today.
0: We got some, yeah. I, I saw we have some some rough ones but as i mentioned we also have a follow-up from a real christian which i can't wait to get to and we do have several of them so we might have to move quickly here but um okay get real christians is that telling christians to get real or is that telling me to to get some real christians
2: (laughs) get get real Christians.
0: yeah uh let these incel worshiping christ cucks (laughs) (laughs) Go back to whining about how persecuted they are, ignoring their religions, uh, systematic and near absolute destruction of European history and traditions predating even the Jewish version of their faith, all in the name of a man, a quote unquote man, air quotes man, who never defended his people, never reproduced or even had sex and had no career or vocation aside from street preaching. To the extent Christianity has captured any useful and transferable spirituality, which history suggests is likely if the goal is alignment with a system of objective morality is studying one of the youngest and more um, censorious religions on the planet, more or less akin to the drunk searching for the keys under the streetlight or the moth visiting the podiatrist for therapy. Well, tell us how you really feel. My gosh. Um, No, I, I take your point that that. Um, the the search for that moral truth maybe is best not limited to one particular thing. I'm not saying that I uh, will refuse any and all of their explanations. I'm saying that culturally this is the one that's most accessible for me. And it's the one that I'm going to start with and, and try to understand as best I can. Now, if I'm completely unsatisfied, uh, I I'm not, I, I wouldn't have refusal to consider alternatives. Um, But man, I (laughs) incel worshiping Christ cocks. I love that term. Well, Um, he
2: was a carpenter, so he did have a vocation outside of, you know, being the son of God.
0: It's a pretty important job, some might say. Um, I guess uh, I'd be curious what the preferred alternative is here, too. I I gather there's uh, maybe maybe there's uh, some stuff like European stuff predating Christianity or something that he's getting at. But I. I wonder what the, the
2: goal is alignment with a system of objective morality. Is that the goal? I sort of reject that. That's the goal.
0: Hmm. Um, I think he's, maybe I, he's speaking more to me. Cause I, I talk about that frequently, but
2: I mean, I, I would, I don't even think that you would think that that is the goal. I think that that is the, the benefit to society that, that, that is kind of a, a secondary benefit of society. But the goal is for us to escape the clause of satan and and to achieve salvation even though we're evil that's the goal i mean yeah i want people to achieve a system of objective morality to make their societies more functional but is that the goal of christianity No.
0: yeah and i don't think it's mutually exclusive either i don't think that those are that's an either or choice necessarily but i think we probably are coming at it with slightly different purposes because i would say that's generally a fair description of my purpose in getting into this and trying to understand it alignment, understanding of that. There is a, there is a moral system to the world and I want to know where that came from and how it works. That's what brought me here. And that's what drives me to continue. So I, I don't personally take dispute with that, but I understand where you're coming from, that this is to say that is to deny the, the concepts of spiritual salvation that are inherent to all of this, that, that ought not to be undermined. If I'm yeah. understanding you're correctly, or you correctly.
2: Oh God, I got to read this next one. What a disaster. Okay.
0: Oh no. Well, uh, if, if you want to the, to the, to the get real Christians guy, if you have um, more thoughts on a, a proper alternative, I genuinely, I'd like to hear them. I appreciate the, <laughs> the Christ cock talk, but um, I, I would like to hear what, what uh, the, the other idea that I, that I should consider or others should consider if you'd care to follow up.
2: Okay. Richard Parker. <clears throat> in our discussion Wednesday evening, my position was unfairly distorted as minimizing or shewing the role or importance of family. That stated, how is this conception of family as the first and foremost influence in the upbringing of generations not bound up in the cultural and society heritage, societal heritage and values that a husband and wife, father and mother themselves inherited vis-a-vis Heidegger's formulation of Ewenfenheit, and my formulations of culture does his choice is this choice of language describing family as the first and foremost influence, as opposed to only influence, not not necessarily concede that it is impossible to prevent culture and other exterior forces from influencing generations and the individual. Okay. Let's take that one first. I don't think that anybody made the claim that there are no external influences that are going to reach your children outside of the family. It even happens to the Amish and they are so insular that they have a number of genetic problems um, within their communities. I mean, they they even marry within their own communities. I, outside influences do reach your children. Your job as a parent is to be the uh, the first wall against propaganda.
0: Yeah. If, first point I'll offer, I, Richard. I have to push back that your position was unfairly distorted. I brought that point up. When you were on here live and you spoke about it at length. So we may not agree, but I can't grant the premise that you were treated unfairly. Uh, I have to respond to that because I've been nothing but fair in in hearing you out as we're doing right now and as we've done live. Uh, Now, as far as I suppose what we perhaps we disagree on here and I'm not sure exactly Frankly, the the, the the phrasing here is difficult for me to follow. There's a lot of details here, but I'm trying to get the, the, the big point. Um, yeah, to, to what Blonde just said, nobody's saying that there's no such thing as a nefarious uh, cultural force, cultural influence, and that those things ought not to be combated. They should. I guess there's probably a disagreement on how best to do it. And from my perspective, to the extent that there are these bad influences out there that ought to be minimized... The way that you do that is making sure that the, the home environment maintains integrity first and foremost. It's not realistic for any one of us to go out there and tear down all the bad forces of culture. We have to form that wall by building family first. And when you have families of integrity en masse, that's how that sort of degeneracy gets minimized. So I, I guess if I'm understanding it's a disagreement about starting point. If we want to fight these forces, you have to start by building solid families, not from some top down place that tells everyone else how to live their lives, how to be, and what sort of artwork or speech or books or whatever pieces of culture they can and can't create.
2: Correct. Okay. Next, how do you, Mountain Blonde, respond to the assertion that your conceptualization of the family as first and foremost influence itself stems from a remnant of cultural heritage? Um, one that now lies dormant and will wither away in the coming years and decades as it has decayed and regressed over the decades absent right-wing authoritarian rule. I totally agree. Blonde, what say you on these matters? How can one mere individual or family stand alone against an alien, hostile, self-destructive culture that hypnotizes the masses with vulgar, emotive music, myriad, no article. Thank you. I really appreciate that sexual and other personal vices, so forth and so on. Especially as these cultural trends are driven by the implements of mass media and multi-billion-dollar interests that wield them with such pernicious, genocidal intent. I that was so eloquently put. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, I'm saying that that is the only thing that we can do. I mean, uh, outside of right-wing authoritarian rule, which I uh, advocate for constantly. I mean, I would love to get into power to you know publicly kill a bunch of public officials and then to just make all of these things illegal freedom has become our slavery. I want everybody to see that. Are you trying to be funny? Um, and this sounds like great fan
0: fiction. I can't wait to read the book.
2: Well, you know, we're, we're done as a society. I think we can all, all agree with that. And, and when we look on, on the Western culture that, uh, that precedes us, it's very obvious that, um, that religion and high character and that, uh, shame-based societies built the, the greatest societies that the world has ever known, um, the greatest prosperity, the greatest health, the greatest wealth, you know, there's, there's just no denying that. And unless we can return to some remnant of that, I, I don't really see a way, uh, a way out of this. What I'm saying about the family is like, if you have 10 children, Three of them, no matter how well you do, three of them are going to be lost to, to, the, to the media, to the public school system, to propaganda and indoctrination. I'm saying that we are their best bet for them to become brave people, like I hope you and I are, um, that can withstand this to some degree. Yeah, I- That's what I want for MLI.
0: I think I follow what you guys are saying here. The the one uh, clause here or the the piece that gives me a little bit of pause is that the idea that family first and foremost is some cultural relic, that it's just some cultural development rather than based on some underlying inherent truth. Right. And and I don't know that I agree with that premise. I don't think it's a concept that people just sat down and invented. I think it's based on a a fundamental pre-existing truth that you have an obligation to your children. The way that you best serve your children is by being true to your your husband or your wife and providing the best home for them. I think that some cultures are certainly more in tune with that truth, but I I, I would hesitate to say that some cultures invented that truth, that some, I I think some cultures have discovered it and lived it more properly than others.
2: It's discovery. that's, That's important, what you just said because absolute truth can't be created.
0: Yeah, so and maybe I'm just misunderstanding where you're coming from Richard, but but that would be the the only thing I'd want to clarify from my perspective on that is that the truth that is behind family first and foremost is not just a, a something people sat down and voted on one day, like a, a just a cultural happenstance or something. It it's there's a fundamental pre-existing underlying truth behind it.
2: But, um, uh, I'd like to give this more time, but we have a million questions.
0: Yeah. Uh thank you, Richard. Carmen, Lupertazzi. Hey Matt and Blonde, Matt, this question is for you. Uh do you think you're showing signs of hesita- hesitancy in your convictions? Lots of spirited conversations with callers and questioners recently, and just wanted to get your opinion of it. Do you think that maybe the relative safety of the current time compared to what we all know is coming? Provides a buffer for you and allows you to be slower in this type of thinking. Don't worry. You can sit on the pot as long as you want. I just want your opinion. P.S. A Don never wears Hawaiian boogaloo shorts. Well, uh, did she mean shirts? Cause I would not wear the shorts. <laughs> I mean, for, for all the dispute about or controversy about Hawaiian shirts, I, I certainly would not go shorts. I'm very uh, modest in my short choices. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I know I don't think that, that my personal opinions that I'm questioning my core values more or less than I ever have. I think one thing that's key to understand about my personality and, and who I am, it's very important to me to know why I believe what I believe. And part of that is making sure that I'm giving, um, adequate opportunity to the counter perspective, because if I don't understand that counter perspective, how do I really understand my own,
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, it's also very important to me to think about things for an extended period of time. I'm not a snap decision type guy. I'm a ruminate about the concept for a very long period of time. And I know as we've discussed last week, and as we'll discuss uh, with a real, uh, a real Christian in a moment, sometimes that can be frustrating for people who want like a a quick, um, concrete certain answer right now. Uh, Generally, I'm not that guy. That doesn't mean that I'm, not firm in my convictions. Uh, it just means that I'm going to think about them for a long time. And when it comes to hearing challenge to them, I'm not going to be dismissive. Uh, I do want to hear what people who disagree have to say. And I suppose if if you, that could be, I think, misunderstood or maybe misinterpreted as me having doubt. It's, it's not, I, I, my mind I'm trying to think the last thing, my mind really changed on fundamentally. it's, pr- it's a I mean, slow burn with the, the the faith stuff is is where my mind is shifting currently um but even that is not like the flip of a page or something it, it's uh obviously something that developed like you asked me about what i thought about faith two years ago it's gonna be different than the way i answer today but you're gonna have to get that answer over two years not two hours um so no i i that would be my answer Part of that, I think, is just the way I think and my my personality and the way I, I handle these things may come off as the, the fence riding, as I've been accused of. But I'm, I'm really trying to be considerate and understanding of every perspective on these things so that I'm so that I actually have the sort of firmness in my own perspective that you're describing. You can't get that unless you understand all the possible challenges to it. Yeah. And Hawaiian shirts are cool. I don't, I don't care what you say. <laughs> Uh, all right. Snow Ape Dan is up next.
2: Oh, it is my turn. Um, yeah. Do you believe we will see the collapse of America or other Western nations in our lifetime, or are we headed it down a more gradual slope towards authoritarianism in the event of a collapse? Have you seen anyone propose a realistic plan to rebuild from the ashes? Um, I, don't, I don't really know. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's more likely that we'll just kind of... Um, slide into third world status. I don't know if anybody's done a cross country trip. Do you ever feel like we are just saying the same things over and over on the show and our audience are, has heard it all from us?
0: There are a lot of themes, but uh, no, it's like, a to repeat
2: storyteller as it is. But like, well, I'm sure I've probably,
0: I've probably said the same Waco stuff 50 times, but it's fine. It's just, you know, it's just who we are, I guess. Um, yeah.
2: if for anybody that's taken a, a cross country trip recently, you just look at middle America and it's like it is it is a shambles. I like I cannot believe what most of this country looks like. It uh, just completely lack.
0: I that's the way I feel when I go to the cities. When I go to like San Francisco or something.
2: Oh, that's true. That too. Yeah. yeah. Every time I go to the cities, too, I'm like, what the fuck happened here? Yeah. Um. And that's what we're seeing. And then what you see when you uh, kind of slowly d- decline into third world status is also the breakdown of the infrastructure. And we're seeing a lot of a lot of that. We're seeing. Um people in Texas not being able to to live there after a snowstorm and we're seeing trains overturn and, and all sorts of stuff um that's what happens when you have a third world status uh country. I think that that's more likely than us having this um cataclysmic event that just catapults us into a immediate collapse, although I fantasize about that because what what is sadder to me is the gradual collapse. Like I would rather get hit by a car and die than like have cancer, get chemo. Then the cancer comes back and then get chemo again. You know, it's just like, just Mm. fucking kill me, kill me. So that I don't have to do this drawn out process.
0: Well, part of the problem of proposing a realistic plan to rebuild is that attracts the attention of people who would like to arrest you for such things. Yeah. So so there's that. But it's also very difficult, obviously, to say, okay, once this all falls apart, here's what we're going to do on the other side of it. Yeah. It depends on how and to what severity it falls apart. What are the teams in play? What's the territory in play? All of that. You can't. I know it's frustrating not to have a a, a realistic plan necessarily, but without an understanding of what the situation is going to be, how, how can the plan be realistic? Uh, The only thing I could see being realistic is if we had some sort of mutual agreement to part ways with the communists who won't agree to part ways. So, I mean,
2: I have like baseline strategies like I will wrong people in an out group to benefit my family and community. For sure. Uh,
0: this is a strategy toward rebuilding the country after.
2: No, what we do in the collapse. Oh. Like if I have to rob somebody to, to save my own family, like I'm, I'm definitely going to do it.
0: Well, this is what this is what makes me nervous about that situation, too. And I'm not, you know, I get it. So you're talking about a survival situation. And but yeah. as as times get more and more dire, it does lend itself to I know that that's not necessarily an authoritarianism in in a, in a government sense, but, but it is a similar theme where we have major problems and I have to bend moral concepts in order to get out of those problems. If everybody's doing what you're doing in that situation, I'm not even saying it's, I understand why you would say that in that scenario, but man, like what solutions do you have other than strong man grabs power and tells everyone to fucking get in line? Yeah, that's, that does make me nervous because, um, fundamentally the survival is a moral principle in and of itself that is your your you have a a moral duty to do that but uh what happens when that comes into conflict with the survival of others and uh i just i i don't want to find out i hope i don't have to live through a world where i have to find out but i do worry about that and and the worse things get the more realistic that prospect becomes i think you're right about that dan so totally um all you can do i think is um is set up a a a life that is prepared for a worst case scenario in a community of people that you trust yeah hopefully if you have enough neighbors that you know you don't think will steal from you if they had to um and and i know you're kind of <laughs> you're, i mean i will i
2: wouldn't steal but, from my neighbors that's but like that's exactly steal it from I'd steal from people in
0: Spokane. If you're sure. <laughs> if you're prepared enough and you have built a solid enough community, and you know that neighbor guy down the street will trade you milk for eggs, yeah, because you've talked about this, you're not going to go steal from him. You're going to do the honest thing. Yeah. So I think there are things that we can all do at an extremely local level to insulate ourselves from that danger. And it's not just insulating yourself; it's insulating them too. That guy Ooh. who has eggs and you need milk, if he knows that that deal is possible he's not going to come point a gun at you and say, give me your shit because he knows that you're a friendly person who has something of value and will contribute and, and all of that. So yeah, the most realistic solution is, um, who said it the other day? I think, I think I saw Owen Benjamin on Twitter saying it like have 10 friends within 10 miles.
2: No, that's great. That's That's such a
0: base level concept.
2: God, I love Owen,
0: but yeah, I mean, are, are there 10 people you would trust with your life within 10 miles of you? Oh yeah. And if, if there aren't, Develop that. I mean, there's only so much we can all do as individuals, but man, you got 10 people who are all prepared for this sort of thing in a worst case scenario. That's pretty self-sufficient. It's a lot better than just being, a, being honestly,
2: on I think I've got 50. In well, this community.
0: I'm, yeah. I, I don't, I don't have 50. <laughs> so <coughs> Maybe I'll have to head down the interstate in the future and, and, uh, maybe shack up here. I sent you some in, sweet
2: houses in
0: North Idaho. It is mm-hmm. my destiny. <laughs> all right sorry we got to keep it moving along but thank you uh
2: did i read that That one? was dan
0: right chris is next um hey faggots which does more damage to society pornography or romantic comedies uh one of these things normalizes unrealistic expectations presents scenarios that don't happen and confuses proper mate selection in the dating market and the other is just two people fucking on camera well put <laughs> i like that one um uh, it is they're they're both
2: bad yeah
0: it sounds silly in premise, but is there a lot of parody between the two as in creating unrealistic expectations and or substituting a fiction for the real thing? Now, I don't know what women's experience with do they do, is women's experience with with uh, romantic comedies. Do they do they do the same thing men do with like OnlyFans or pornography? Do they sit there and.
2: Oh, my God. Yes. Huh. Okay. I used to have like elaborate marriage fantasies with Jonathan Taylor Thomas, the kid from um,
0: <laughs> Simba's voice and home improvement. Yeah.
2: Home improvement. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, it seems like it's a sweet, innocent thing, but if people want to have a good marriage, you have to let romantic love like the concept of romantic love die a little bit.
0: Um well the relationship evolves over time and there's no way you're going to capture that initial spark in a bottle forever but i think what to your point what those things fail to fail to lead us to understand or fail to instill in us is that it is a marriage and a proper relationship is always an ongoing work that it requires Uh, effort to maintain and that you can't just sit by and expect someone to serve you all the time and to inspire those sort of uh, initial butterflies in you all the time that's not the way it works you have to constantly work to keep that commitment and that love alive yeah
2: but that that understanding does reduce romantic relationships to some to something that's transactional and now I was talking to my brother about this yesterday and he's like, that really breaks my heart that, that, you know, we can't just like love people can't love each other for the sake of loving each other. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, Victorian relationships, no divorce, totally, uh, good society, functional society, but they had realistic expectations about transaction within marriage and women and a lot of men like do not have that. If you have a a marriage contract and you have your goals and what you're bringing to the table asset wise and what your duties are lined up before you get married, you can reduce your conflict, your future conflict by like 90%. Hmm. Even having like a sex contract, I think people should do that.
0: A sex, con- what's a sex contract? What,
2: like when you get married, you find the number of times that your wife wants to have sex and the number of times oh, you sh- want to have sex, you have <laughs> some kind of average, and then every week you try to hit that goal.
0: Damn, I've never heard of that. That's you talk about, uh, you talk about removing the spark from a relationship, but I, you got I mean, you, but, but, but
2: women always want to have sex less than their husbands, and it's their duty to have sex with them, and so it's like if you're not doing it twice a week, then you're slacking on your, on your, on your duties as a wife. You have to do it, even if you don't want to.
0: To that point, just baseline, similar expectations are are crucial, man. It, it does. And to your brother's point, it does kind of break my heart to think of it that formalized, but the, but the, the alternative of being on completely different pages and expectations and just dealing with that passive aggressively that it, I mean, that is a disaster that will ruin your marriage. I think worse than any reduction in spark that such a thing would would create an
2: inevitability anyway
0: yeah i mean the other the other thing i'll say is uh just because it's not exactly the same as those initial butterflies does not mean it's lesser in value i mean the 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 experience i have watching my wife take care of my son that's romance is very different than the experience i had meeting her for the first time yeah and they're hard to compare even, but one is, is clearly of higher value. You know, one, one is more important, even though it's not the, it's not that it's not that same initial butterfly or even lust type thing. It's like, it's a life, life completion type thing. Like this is what I'm supposed to do and I've achieved it now. So there are different forms of satisfaction with that relationship that, uh, that, that we should strive for that maybe aren't like, it's exciting. It's not exciting in the same way. It's just you have to recognize that just because it doesn't feel the exact same doesn't mean that it's somehow lesser in value. And in many ways it's it's far more important.
2: It's more it's more important. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, conflict reduction in marriage has got to be one of the things that prevents divorce. You know, post- people's goal in marriage should be not to not get divorced. It's their number one goal.
0: Uh yeah, well that's that's the nature of the contract and to your point on on that, it is fundamentally a contract. I mean, I I suppose I shouldn't scoff at contractual specifics as much as uh, maybe I did but Chris I think you cracked it because people always one of the recurring concepts on the show is 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 the banning of pornography and whether that should happen um, uh, you've convinced me if we ban the romantic comedies as well then I'm in we'll reach a deal
2: <laughs> okay deal yeah, yeah that's fine I'm cool with that um, alright uh, say what, what is this am I saying something bad here
0: fake and... Oh, it's, it's fake, fake and gay. And, fake there and gay, is. yeah.
2: Hi, Matt Blonde. How are you each contributing to making insufferable leftists who live in your area uncomfortable? After all, it's <laughs> not enough to be non leftist We must be actively anti-leftists. There's so few around town. Okay. Reluctantly, I have stopped going to Crown and Thistle. Fine. No more bangers. Because I saw somebody in the Discord that was like, Blonde would throw her people over so that she could shove bangers and mash in her mouth. And I was like, that is... Hilarious. True. Also true. They're bangers and mash. Top kek. I don't go there anymore. Also, this tranny that's working at the store with the they-them tattoo. Um, I never go in her line, but when I do, I call her miss when I check.
0: Ooh, subtle. Yeah. That's how you... Okay. I'm I'm surprised you're that subtle. People
2: that are wearing masks uh, for my car.
0: Um... You know, I, I wish I had a better offering, but you know, tr- truth be told, I spend so much time out, uh, so little time out in public. The last thing I did was the uh, January 6th thing where I went and told all those olds that they're wrong about January 6th. Other than oh, yeah, that, that
2: was huge.
0: I, so maybe I just go in, in short bursts, which, you know, compared to some people, that's not even much of a then you rest, and then, rest, and but then that, two um, years later. Yeah, so maybe I'm due for another burst, but, but I don't... I mean, I go, we go out, we grocery shop. I do a lot of my own recreational activities that don't involve uh confrontation with people by design because I don't want to interact with people when I'm not doing that. So as far as like any kind of active confrontation, you know, I need to work on it. I suppose if it's not enough to be just anti-leftist, I have to be actively anti-leftist. I don't have a great example for you other than, you know, my talking on the internet, which <laughs> I guess, um, but in my own community, the last thing I did was to make all those old people very angry. So I'll have Wait, to, that's not nothing. I guess I'll have to do it more.
2: I almost just said babe because my, I've been calling my husband, babe all day. It's getting that time. We got wrap All
0: right. Uh, let's see. Next one <clears throat> up. Am I? Yeah, it's I'll just take it. Nathan says, um, AOC recently called for ignoring judicial ruling, uh, rulings and many, are yelling about balance of powers between the three branches of government. Razor Fist has touched on this in the past, that prior presidents did ignore rulings saying, let them enforce it. My question for you is, um, is this part of the checks and balances? The judiciary declares the executive is acting unlawfully, but it is up to the legislative, uh, branch and the people to enforce the ruling. Well, it, it, it uh, First of all, I'll say the obligatory thing that I find it hilarious that the people who otherwise talk about uh, respecting our institution suddenly say that if this institution rules the way we don't like it, we should ignore it. Um, yeah. So there's the obvious hypocrisy on which I'll, I'll, I'll say no more. But to the point on checks and balances, um, a couple of things. Yeah, the, the, the Supreme Court or the judiciary in general doesn't have an enforcement arm by design. Uh, they didn't just forget to put that in there. So that I have to assume that that is uh, an intentional omission. Uh, and, and I think the other piece is the Supreme Court has and the federal judiciary in general has assumed a lot of power well beyond its constitutional well, beyond
2: design. their scope. Right, right, right. Um, so there's an argument to be made to ignore the judiciary. I mean, this lifetime appointments thing is fucking crazy, first of all. And then, yeah, I mean, there there is an argument to be like, well, they can't enforce any of this. So do we do we really have to
0: do we have to? Fundamentally, the premise of this country is that power originates from the states and the people and flows to them, not the reverse. So uh, I guess if I if I thought that people like AOC were serious and principled in their view that the federal judiciary has accumulated too much power and. Things would be better if more powers not explicitly articulated in the constitution were reserved to the people and the States, as it says they should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could, I could get with that. My, my problem is that these people are doing it the same way they do everything else. That when the court says stuff, I like you will obey at gunpoint if we have to mm-hmm. make you. And when the stuff when the court says stuff, I don't, well, then it's lost all its legitimacy and who really cares. That's the yeah. problem. So yeah, I mean their base level premise I can I can kind of get with. There are there is too much power in the federal courts. Um but I don't trust them to maintain that principle. Long done, John, up next.
2: Um, I see Tranny's trying to gotcha people for calling for bans on child transitions by arguing, what about banning circumcisions? To which I respond, Don't threaten me with a good time, but would you two <laughs> be in favor of this too? And if so. What should happen to people who breach the ban? I, oh, I've never, right, I've never wanted need, to answer that question so much in my life. I would be so jazzed if this became illegal and, um, who would be violating it? Think about that. Who would be violating this law? Expulsion well, from the country, immediate expulsion back wait, to your nation the, of the origin. The rates are
0: dropping, right? Cause it used to be most men in this country. were. It was eight
2: in millennial men. It was 85%. And yeah. now it's, it's 50, 50, maybe 40, 60,
0: 60 being un. So yeah. Wow. So it's actually flipped in the last couple or the last generation or two.
2: Some of that is immigration.
0: Ah, okay. Um, sorry. Did you have more to say on that? I didn't mean to interrupt.
2: No, I mean, I would, I would be so jazz respecting the bodily autonomy of children, um, of babies of non-consenting babies. Like what is a more important value?
0: Yeah, I think, um, it's not, it's not way off to say that these things have, have, Similar, if not the same underlying principles, that is to say that if, if you think it's wrong to start hacking up the genitals of a child because they think they're the wrong uh, gender, then on what basis would you say it's not similarly wrong to start hacking up uh, because that body part is unnecessary or something like that? The distinction I suppose you could make is that one, I understand there are botched circumcisions that does happen, so that is an inherent risk. Mm-hmm. Um, but one I think is, is, is sometimes sterilizing by design. The other is not necessarily, there are, yeah. there are distinctions that I think make the, the trans, the trans stuff worse than circumcision, but I can't, I wouldn't, I can't tell you that, that the principles are completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like if I was going to say my, my state should ban should ban transgender surgeries must it follow for kids. That is must it follow that circumcision would also have to be banned following the same logic. I mean, I I guess you'd have to think about some of those uh, distinctions about intended effect. What what worries me a little bit about this, and this is not, you can go too far in stopping parents from, uh, from the the medical wishes they have on their child. And I'm not saying that means you must allow circumcision or whatever I'm saying it much like our, when we talk about the dangers of too much state intervention with parenting in the home in general, when you start going too far uh, on the other side and saying, you cannot have this procedure done, this medical intervention done, there is a danger of, of a state that's too powerful. So on what side do you want to err? Um, and I, <laughs> Do I want to err on the side of tranny kids or do I want to err on the side of, um, of, I suppose, too much state intervention on what parents think is best for their child? Mm. Well, man, um, as, 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 as repulsive as I think the transing of, of the, of the kids is, um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fence ride on this. No, I don't know. I, I, the, the dangers of, of state power gone too far, uh, of state states intervening with, uh, parental wishes is also very serious. And so I, I, I suppose I would say, number one, this has to be left to the states. The states have to decide this for themselves. And number two, if I was voting in my state, well, if I must ban circumcisions to stop the practice of transing the kids even though I, I hesitate to endorse that the stopping of the transing of the kids, I think is one of the, the greatest moral failings, but The the transing of the kids is the greatest moral failing. One of the greatest moral failings of, of our current generation. So I guess it's weird. Cause I, I, whenever I say I, I, whenever I'm thinking I don't want to err on the side of state power, is this a case that's so degenerate where maybe I finally err on the side of state power? Yes. Right, it's okay.
2: Fine. Come
0: come to the door. I'll go a little fashy, fine. Just stop transing the kids, okay? Like once we get to <laughs> that, it. Once we get to that point, I will discuss the other issues further. Um, but yeah, to the to the point of the question asker, there are a lot of the same principles in play. There's no there's no getting around that.
2: We are so behind.
0: Sorry, uh gab user.
2: Um hey Matt, what do you think of the law banning biological men from participating in women's sports? Does it even make a difference? If it's at the state level or at the federal level, and if so, why? Per your previous comments, shouldn't we rely on the culture to miraculously shift on the issue, even against all propaganda telling them to embrace it? Is it? Is that you, Richard Parker?
0: It might be. Uh, yeah, they, should this be a state's issue? Absolutely. The Constitution <laughs> is silent on it. It must be left to the states. I, I would push back on the the latter or the the ending concept there that a uh, culture is just going to miraculously reject it it is rejecting it right now and i know that you can point to the leah Thomases of the world and all it, have there been uh developments too far in one direction yeah but I, but i think that um there are lots of states first of all there are lots of states doing exactly what we're talking about and and mm-hmm. keeping women's sports strictly for women as in biological women uh so i i, I have to reject the premise that it's not as though that pushback can't come because it is actively coming. Uh, and I think it's coming not just in the form of, of state law, but I think in the form of exactly the sort of uh, cultural parental pushback that uh, that we're talking about. Yeah. You, you've seen this come up at school board meetings time and time again, um, in addition to all the other gender-related issues. So, yeah, I mean, I I, I know it it's... Uh, as, as we talk about frequently, I know it's frustrating to watch the forces of degeneracy gain power in, in certain states, especially like it's not going to go the other direction in California and New York anytime soon. But the danger of federalizing all of this um, yeah. is exactly what we're watching right now. You're going to have people like Merrick Garland <laughs> saying, no, no, actually the constitution says this somehow. Cause I looked in the penumbras, <laughs> and your school is in violation of blah, blah, blah. Once, you should really once... just
2: execute anybody that says penumbras.
0: Yeah. It's, it's an unneeded word. Um, But yeah, no, that, that, that would be my answer. Thank you. Gab user. Uh, WTF question mark. Matt seems like you've been on and on about this Trump indictment. BS Uh, is your audience all brain dead or boomers because no one else cares about this shit. And then you spend roughly three minutes, maybe less talking about the tranny killing Christian kids and treat it mostly with joviality. Seriously. With two question marks. WTF man. Maybe let blonde lead on the topics for a couple weeks because I've moved a lot or maybe I've uh, moved to, uh, a lot further to the right the last year or two. But I honestly do not get where you're coming from or even what you're trying to promote with your show anymore. It's honestly more milk toast than Tim Pool, except for rare blonde comments about the Jews. Wow. OK, uh,
2: <laughs> oh, I didn't think you were going to read that.
0: <laughs> number one. Uh, bunk premise okay I, I made a whole video about the Nashville shooting two days after it happened it's something like 15-16 minutes long and it was
2: a Monday story too
0: the shooting happened on Monday like uh, do you want us to go over the same facts on Sunday as I've already talked about on my channel Previous, like that's people hate that if it's too late like everybody knows that at that point so no I didn't ignore the story uh, and actually we've talked about the story on the show so uh, the premise here is just wrong. Um, the the concept here is just wrong. It's not my job to appease you or cater to you personally. Um, so if the show isn't to your taste and you need the edgy takes of Tim Pool or otherwise, that, that's fine. Go, absolutely, go watch the better shows. Um, but lecturing me on your taste is not going to change the way I approach this. Um, and as far as updating the, sto- the story as information becomes available, we have, we talked about the manifesto. Of course, that's what we're all waiting for. Once that, if or when that manifesto comes out, absolutely. I'm Ooh, coming back I would to love that
2: story to read that yeah. in the
0: meantime, I don't know what you want me to tell you other than here are my guesses about what it might be, but I don't, that's not really my thing either. I'm not going to just speculate and guess maybe a little bit to close the segment, but that's not really the focus of what I try to design. Um, I also have to, reject this premise that i'm jovial about it first of all if you're going to accuse me of being happy or something about it provide the quote i need to know exactly what you're accusing me of saying it seems like you're just mad about the 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 mood with which it was said but if you haven't noticed the most horrible things in the world are joked about on this show so i think how we
2: get through life i think
0: jovialness is part of the appeal but that's just me it's reality yeah maybe it's joviality Thanks for...
2: <laughs> I don't know.
0: We're, we're strong with our grammar, too.
2: Okay,
3: But it's,
0: it's weird to me that you would expect otherwise. Like, you did not talk... It's about This criticism is not just that you did not talk about this particular topic that I want, but you did not talk about it with the particular emotion that I want. Okay, well... You're sorry. not bringing
2: the same fervor to your rant as you did last week.
0: Oh, sorry. Well, we'll get to a real... I spent it all on a real Christian who's up next. Um, I also... I have to dispute the premise that blonde has no input. Every single show we discuss topics uh, late in the morning before we go live. And um, are you right that I do most of the organizing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they get sent to blonde and I say, hey, here's what I have here. Here's what I didn't include for time or whatever. If you disagree and there's something that you want to put in here. Absolutely. And every
2: once in a while, there's a story that I drop into the notes and he's never been like, nope.
0: Unless it was that one time where you had a genocidal manifesto. And I said, I have a baby to feed.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Who can forget
0: that? I mean, I, I, the the idea that you know how the show is produced. I mean, come on, man. You, you don't, you're making assumptions. And you're also making assumptions about blonde. That blonde has all of these ideas that I am suppressing or something. That's not how this
2: happens. I say whatever I want on the show. It's
0: pretty awesome. Yeah. She, uh, for some reason they don't crack down as much when she says it on my channel as they do when she says it on hers. So I've my provided her had with a brilliant great insight
2: about this. He said that they're too stupid on uh, YouTube's end that they haven't figured out that my channel is connected to the podcast.
0: They, it might, that could be the case. I mean, that's, they are linked, that's retarded. To, they are linked directly. And by that, I mean, your channel link, it's not just linked by you. I mean, through the internet, the show is linked from your channel. Yeah. Um, anyway a couple of a couple other things hilarious to me that uh you say you don't you don't even know what this show is and it's not entertaining and it's boring and yet yeah. you know every piece of content that has been presented on it over the last few weeks if this show sucks why are you listening to it why are you still here are you a brain dead boomer I mean you're the you're the person listening to it so are you brain dead or a boomer which one are you yeah and and the last point now Will I grant that uh, the, the, the Trump indictment stuff is a little mundane? Did I expect more out of Alvin Bragg? Sure. Um, but I have to reject the idea that the indictment of a former president is not newsworthy or not discussion worthy. And, and I don't I don't think that we've overdone it. I mean, it's been about three weeks of significant development on this story, a lot of which happened to come out, say, the end of the week before a Sunday stream. I don't know, man. like if you disagree with the, the design or organization of the show, that's fine. You, But you don't direct my show. And if you don't like the content that it brings, absolutely go listen to whatever else is more to your fancy. I don't even say that with like. I'm not trying to be dismissive with that. It's not like a you'll like it or get the hell out of here. It's like yeah. I, I understand that I can't make something that appeals to literally everybody. And if what I make is not for you. It's not my intent to hold you hostage.
3: Yeah,
0: absolutely. Go find something that's that's more to your taste. And I hope you do. Um, but a- I-, I-, I think every single premise that was presented here was uh, incorrect. Just just wrong. Um, mm-hmm. So no, Mr. WTF, <laughs> just no. Yeah. And I-, I wish you luck in finding your other listening material. Okay, this is what I wanted to get uh, get to as well. A real Christian has responded. The real Christian from last week. Do I read it? Yeah, you're up. Um,
2: Matt, just want to let you know, I'm sorry about last week's question. I was honestly slightly intoxicated when I wrote it. Not that that's an excuse. I recently watched a documentary in the life of C.S. Lewis and it really made me realize that we're on our own journey and if his Christian friends had treated him the way I treated you in last week's question, God may not have used him the way he did So please accept my apology and know that I really pray for your journey and that God uses you as well. Know that God used your response to cut me to the heart and humble me. So I thank you for that. He also said, I'm also slightly intoxicated right now. I obviously have some soul searching to
10: do. I thought that was really
2: nice. You're
0: very special. You know, a real Christian, uh, sincerely, I I very much appreciate it. And let me me say from the start that you are forgiven completely and um, I don't hold ill will towards you obviously the content of that message got me bothered. I think for the reasons I explained, but my personal, uh, being botheredness, my, my my (laughs) personal annoyance with it is not more important than, than your willingness to come back and make amends on that. And Mm -hmm. I, I, I think that as annoyed as I was with that initial email, that is, is of higher value than, than the annoyance. So, um, I, I, Frankly, I did not expect that. And I appreciate it for its own sake. And so thank you for that. The other reason I appreciate it is because I was I was half wondering if the first message was a troll. I thought, did I get taken in by some did I overreact to a troll? And I was
2: like, you definitely did.
0: <laughs> so I appreciate you owning up to it to let me know that it was, in fact, sincere, too. And and I,
3: mm-hmm.
0: I know that this is anonymous through the Internet. So it's not of, of super high consequence. But even even in that case, just. I guess I shouldn't. Assume. Maybe it is someone who's assuming the identity. It's not even the real person. But I, I buy it as genuine. I really do. And um, and uh, so I, 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 I appreciate that very much. And I think, uh, you know, it turns. out, I'm glad you did because it turns out. I hope we have something of a similar philosophy on this. That uh, that if that if you believe in, uh, in the Bible and Scripture and all of these teachings as the God's truth, that you will have faith that I will be guided to the truth through them and um and that's really all that matters i i I, the other thing i'll say is uh you know even though i was annoyed by the content of the message did it get me thinking critically about why i'm doing what i'm doing yeah i mean uh, there's there's some value to that um i don't (laughs) i find other methods more persuasive as i described (laughs) but you know this show is not about protecting my sensibilities either and i'll say that with all of the challenging questions um Full disclosure: Part of the reason I was annoyed before getting on, I had some stuff going. The baby was screaming out there, but then I happened to glance over the email questions before we got on here, and some of them, you know, were 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 mean, like that last one about calling me milk toast. And so it just, you know, it kind of puts you in an annoyed mindset. That was part of my annoyance earlier this evening, Um, but in including these questions, it's not about protecting my sensibilities. And so even if I'm annoyed with a certain presentation, I appreciate challenge. There's value in it. And I should understand why I believe the things that I do. So I'm, I'm going to bat for you, a real Christian. We've come full circle and thank you for making amends on this. Uh, I really appreciate it. And of course, you're welcome to return and ask questions anytime you like. Yeah, turn. Ah, did you have any thoughts before? That was no, you you you're like, we
2: are down to the wire.
0: <laughs> you're like, we're out of time. Uh, we are totally kay. out. Look how many questions we, we have. Just, left. We have four or five more, and then we'll uh, catch up with chat and we'll be done. The amazing Nick, Nick, ha, huh. <laughs> that's clever. You know, I saw a clip, I'll be quick. Saw a clip on I Instagram God, <laughs> two women, two women doing a stream like ours. I don't know exactly what it was, but I they saw were,
2: this, it was hilarious.
0: Hey, uh, in the chat, it's Nick Gurr's birthday. So happy birthday to old Nick Gurr. She just had this realization. Her eyes went wide and I thought, got it. You've been got it, bitch.
2: You've been got.
0: So Nick Ha almost got us, too. With the changes to the purchasing of oil moving away from the U.S. dollar, where do you think the economy is heading with inflation now? Uh, and any ideas on countering it? I'm the wrong person to ask about these kind of uh, international financial dealings and, and, and all of that. So I'm really shooting from the hip on this. But I, I have enough sense to say not good that, that a lot of foreign <laughs> fat, countries fat. now allying against the dollar. Um, no, not good. A lot of maybe am I wrong in phrasing it as a lot? The only thing that gives the dollar value is the world's faith in the dollar. Other than that, it, it's it's paper. Uh so the more we move away from that, the worse things are going to be. Any ideas for countering it? Um buy gold. Yeah, precious metals, uh any uh, other forms of currency? No, I don't know. I mean, I'm not you're I'm not a good investment advisor either. And of course, for legal reasons, I wouldn't claim to be.
2: My dad's but third world infrastructure stocks are doing really well.
0: Third world infrastructure stocks?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Where do I go to buy those? What is that about?
2: I don't know. Uh, Matt, almost Christensen. (laughs) What do you think would have to happen in our country that would lead to a civil war? Um, If Trump actually went to prison, do you think that could cause a civil war? Do you think it would have to be something more extreme? I mean, I wouldn't want to go to war over that. Um, I don't know, if I'm being totally honest, I do not know if people have it in them anymore. Like at this point in time in our society, why isn't there uh, nearly gratuitous killing of elites if people had it in mean, people are know? still
0: too comfortable that's uh, still too
2: comfortable and then we've lost this this grit this like this righteous murderous anger
0: yeah, i lament it uh we've lost our balls quite literally and that i'm referring yeah. to the transgender contact this is weird because I was, I was thinking about this with my dad earlier today and i know this sounds preposterous but hear me out because the gay war and specifically the trans war is sort of a hyperbolic thing. That's fun to be jovial about, but, but but yeah, (laughs) is it really? Um, and by that, I mean, the last time we had a civil war, we had a fundamental moral question that was federalized, but nobody
2: has a sense of morality anymore. So what does it matter?
0: Some do that. That's the thing is on this issue of, of say, uh, uh, reassigning children's genders. I'm not saying it is slavery. I'm saying, it's a fundamental moral concept that I could see becoming similarly federalized that once we have these issues being controlled at a top down level and States and people being told you will get in line with something with which you fundamentally Mm -hmm. disagree. Is it possible that some sort of federal control over an issue like that, like a, a serious power grab that tried to force all States to behave a certain way, on an issue like that, which maybe I'm think maybe thinking that that would cause a civil war is ridiculous because, frankly, at this point, what issue hasn't been federalized? But I would like to think that, say, <laughs> forced transgender services um, by the federal government, or at least forcing states to allow or go along with that sort of thing um, for kids in, in particular is what I'm talking about here. Th- that is a. a, a an issue of similar moral weight that I could see causing that sort of conflict. To that extent, the gay war is kind of a real concept. Um, But it's not, it's not really the gayness in and of itself or the transness (laughs) in and of itself. It's the power grab of a fundamental moral concept like that. Like people, people are just not going to go along with. Yeah. Yeah. So that, um, will it have to be something more extreme? Well, the only two things that are going to cause it are absolute poverty or power grab on a fundamental moral concept like that both of which are in play right now i mean we seem we're just going to keep voting for more poverty and we're going to keep voting for more centralized power on fundamental moral concepts like that in dc so i don't think it's i don't think it's unrealistic at all
2: ashwin fight the gay
0: war? i will defend my family yeah Am I, uh, the
2: trannies? They're going to try to hit you with a shoe.
0: Am I eagerly running down to the recruitment office? Sign me up. Uh, no, but uh, you know, I, what's going to happen. My destiny is going to be uh, the Mel Gibson of the gay war. I'm going to be just like he was in the Patriots. That's what's I'm going to lose my first, what's Not my first board. Sexy son. Well, he did lose an anti-Semitic. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll make me, uh, <laughs> it'll, it'll bring me around on some things. Yeah. Uh, I just
2: had an image in my mind that made me actually laugh. Lori Lightfoot's head on a pike.
0: Yeah, Wouldn't it be
2: extra funny, extra googly eyed?
0: Uh, yeah. Would it change all that much? I don't know. You could leave it out in the sun for like, like 10 it. days and it'd probably look about the same. <laughs> anyway. All right. Ashwin. Good day, comrades. Hypothetically speaking, if one of three offices of government had a lifetime hereditary appointment, which one would you prefer it to be? As in so we're talking like Congress um, president or the courts, like one person runs that. Is that what we're talking about?
2: Probably the president.
0: Well, if we're sticking to the constitutional system. Where the president's powers are actually
2: limited, fairly
0: minimal, then it would have to
2: be the president. Yeah.
0: Because Congress would be a decentralized place of power that would are, be able is, to... Are,
2: is she saying that everybody in Congress would be a lifetime heredity appointment? It would or have is there to be the one president.
0: person who is Congress? That's what I was thinking.
2: Oh, that didn't even occur to me. I still am yeah, going to say president on this one. I,
0: the, the president is just one guy. There's, there's some mitigation against power in all the other branches to the extent that there are nine justices, you know, 535 members of Congress. So president yeah. it is.
2: All right, Charlie, you son of a bitch. Is it sexist that society in general doesn't care that much about the mental well-being of men? Or is it only an issue because men are berated for having their own male spaces and thus struggle to find ways to decompress? Many of these male spaces have been infiltrated in recent years. For example, sports, video games, beer drinking. Do you even give credence to the concept of sexism? No, uh, I think that the concept of sexism, at least... Today, uh, people use it in terms of uh, equality in treatment of the sexes. Being as we're so different biologically and in function and in necessity to society, how can you be sexist if you treat men and women differently? How?
0: Well, yeah, it's just to a certain extent, sexism is acknowledgement of the real differences between men and women. I would say where sexism becomes destructive. Is when it is distorted from, say, the purpose of, of men and women, that is to say sexism in using women for their bodies, uh, you know, sleeping around or sexism in the form of, say, prostitution or um,
3: mm.
0: frequenting strip clubs or those sorts of things. Those are destructive to the, the purpose of those women. And so maybe that's bad, but the idea that they,
2: I mean, there's an argument to be made that prostitution is like the purest relationship between a man and a woman because the transaction is, it's all out there.
0: But what is the purpose of the union of man and woman? It's the rearing of, of children and it, and, and prostitution is a perversion of that purpose. And that's, that's where I know that you're
2: right, but uh, it might, it might be true that society is just better off when dudes can bust a nut.
0: (laughs) Well, um, Like, what
2: if Dylan... What was his name? Dylan Roof? No, that's not the one I was thinking of. Dylan
0: from Columbine?
2: uh, No, the incel murderer.
0: The incel murderer? With the
2: pretty face. Was his name not... Was it Ethan?
0: Oh, you're thinking of the... uh, You're thinking of the Isla Vista guy.
2: Maybe. Um, He had a real pretty face?
0: uh, I wouldn't say he had a pretty face, but... uh, Child, of, I, I, my uh, brain I just talked about it. I referenced him in some other video that I made. What the hell? His fate, uh, Elliot Roger. Are you thinking of Elliot, Elliot Rogers? Yeah.
2: Okay, so what if Elliot Rogers was just like on an annual basis going to a high class escort or whatever, or yeah. going to Amsterdam like twice, twice a year? Would he have murdered all those people? This incel thing is really bad and it might be because of the sexual frustration
0: there's got to be better solutions though maybe arranged marriage is the better solution
2: if I agree yeah, yeah. unless your parents are stupid then you're screwed though
0: hmm. yeah you got to have good parents I guess um, yeah I the the male energy improperly focused is destructive and I think that well I mean it, for the same reason single women with blondes disease are destructive you, you, you need to Men and women are happiest and and most productive and most moral when they are properly united with each other in the form of a marriage. And all deviations from that are not ideal at best, but actually actively destructive at worst. And so. If we have to have band-aids to fix that where it goes wrong, I guess like I'm not I'm not necessarily a fan of of an arranged marriage concept, but is that is that better than prostitution as the band-aid? I think so.
9: I don't
2: know. It depends on on the quality of the parents arranging the marriage. And I've got to say, it's it's probably poor. And
0: no, we just have so uh, we have a government in modern board to society.
2: Do I think that prostitution might be a better. Arrangement.
0: I'm all in favor of um, as long as I'm ditching my priors about limiting government power. I am in favor of a government arranged marriage board that you are compelled to follow. Oh, That's my God. I
2: hate that. I hate <laughs> it. OK, uh, great.
0: they have your best interest at heart.
2: They, they always do. How do you feel about strangers associating you with the effects of mentholated soap in the shower? I love your work and the menthol feel, but I think I might restrict the soap to upper body use. Skag did this because he wants to know that he's tingling the grundles of men across America and several other countries, ah. as is evidenced by our international meetup organization. Um, he's truly a homosexual.
0: Oh, thank you for the kind words. <laughs> um, Seriously speaking, I didn't. I didn't do the extra cool for any joke reason. I I actually really love the extra cool soap. It Has nothing to do with people getting a. Does feel really me. good. I have some scalp um,
2: treatment with menthol in it, and every time I put it on, I'm like, yeah.
0: I, I I just personally love that. So I'm not trying to be weird and jokey with it. It's just it is what I personally like. And um, I assume that you're sincere and actually trying the soap. If so, thank you. I appreciate that. And um, and it's that's a good reminder. Since I'm already way over time, MattChristensenMedia.com. You can check out my (laughs) exclusive signature soaps from Hero Soap Company, Old West and Timberline. (laughs) MattChristensenMedia.com for more information. Promo code MCListener for 10% off.
2: Okay, Uh, I hate you. Go ahead. All
0: right, last one. Dangerous Spaces. I figured I'd do a fun, easy question this week. Uh, A couple of days ago, I finished constructing my latest jigsaw puzzle because I'm rock and roll like that. It got me thinking, what sort of hobbies do you guys have? Or just what do you like to do in your spare time? Also, um, how has having kids affected that sort of thing? Matt, uh, you've previously mentioned hiking and playing video games. Presumably having a kid makes both of those more difficult to partake in. So in the spirit of getting to know you guys, I ask again, what are some things that you like to do? Um, I Video games have been thrown out the window completely for me since my son was born. And some of that is the reality of just having more obligations and responsibilities. But a lot of that is a is a. a a choice uh, because i do have free time i choose not to exercise it in that way and and, and it's just that whenever i feel like i'm doing something that is of no use and like not even of of like physical exercise use i feel like i'm not doing a good job as a head of household you know what i mean and i'm not saying this to take shots at other guys who are playing video games i get it you need you know you need to decompress that's not it at all i'm just saying there's something in me that's at this point in my life, it's like I need to live every moment of my life with a purpose uh, because there's something outside of me for which I have to live now. And and it's, it's like even the little bit that I have played video games, which are probably it's probably like under five hours total since my son was born, something like that. I've, I almost feel like a weird sense of guilt, which is bizarre to say. It's hard for me to just sit down and do something that is of no external value other than my own enjoyment. Um, but the, but that's not to say that I don't have recreation time. I do. Um, and what I, what I enjoy most is just physical exercise time. That might be at the gym. That might be uh, out in the mountains as you're describing in the winter, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing snowboarding. Um, the reason I think that that doesn't bother me in the same way that video games started to weirdly is because I feel like I'm getting a a a personal exercise benefit out of that that there's some self betterment involved as mm-hmm. opposed to just kind of wasting time so the time I'm away from the desk is mostly in some sort of physical activity and outside of that I don't my hobbies are not much else to be honest it's like I'm at the desk or I'm doing something physical or nothing and then I watch a yeah. movie with my i do i guess the downtime I have is like Watching trash TV with my wife before we go to bed or something like that.
2: We do. Yeah, we watch movies before bed. Um, Yeah, I like true crime podcasts. I've been doing that a lot lately. Um, I'm really into these Unidragon puzzles. And then I draw and I paint. Um, And I angry tweet on Twitter. Ah. I used to be a more interesting person before I had a kid. Because um, when you have a kid, you can't engage in your own hobbies because they like, I can't paint around Emmeline because she's, I just can't, I can't do it. Um, so yeah. And then I, I work out a lot.
0: I think uh, a lot of this will change as they get older too. Now I, I look forward to finding all sorts of fun things to do with my son as he's older and able to do it. And I don't, um, It's not my expectation that he has certain activities or hobbies he enjoys. Like I'm not going to push him to be a baseball player or push him to be a snowboarder or something like that. It is my expectation that he will have at least one thing that he loves doing and specifically one thing that's physical that he loves doing. But I I really look forward to allowing him to sample a wide range of things to discover what that is. And I look forward to maybe finding something new that I love Mm
3: -hmm.
0: when we do that. And that's, that's a lot of the fun of parenthood is rediscovering the world through a child's eyes. And sometimes oh, yeah. that's stuff that you loved when you were younger, but sometimes that's stuff that you have no personal experience in. And so it's an opportunity to try things you never have before and to, to discover hobbies and loves that you didn't even know you had. So yeah. that's going to be great. I, I look forward to it. All right. Okay. We'll uh, catch up with uh, the chats and then we'll call it a night. Uh, Cribbles says box hoax. Uh, one is Trump's description of the Mar-a-Lago raid. And two is the cowardly trans woman. What? I'm not sure I follow. Cribbles. I know you had a a funny last week that I got that kind of botched. And and I think maybe the rumble system kind of botched it too. So I I hate to do that to you twice, but I'm not getting what's the box hoax. I I have to punt. I'm not sure I follow, but thank you, man. I I appreciate it very much. Addicted to drums says, thanks. Thank you. Rocky Mountain Monk says, not a lot of Super Chats tonight. Here's a little extra to make up for it. Well, my goodness, um, that is very kind of you. I appreciate it very much. Thank you for supporting the show. Uh, we love hugely you. Hugely appreciate it. You're
10: very special.
0: And we're good over on Rumble. Okay. Uh, so we'll catch up with YouTube and tippy Stream. We'll call it a night.
2: Danny from Montana. Well, I'm in a pickle. I'm in the process of buying a ring. I've come to the realization that I'm in love with someone else. Your thoughts on emotions versus logical reasoning when making a decision. I know I have a decision to make, but one of y'all's... Can't marry a woman if you're in love with another woman. Don't do it. Don't, don't, don't do it. Yeah. Don't uh,
0: do it. Well, and you haven't made her. If you made the commitment already, I would tell you, you stick to that. Sorry, dude. Like you, you did it. You stick to it.
2: No,
3: you haven't made the
0: commitment. You're not engaged.
2: You don't have any kids. And I,
0: I actually I'm with you insofar as I think it would be unfair to present her with that ring, giving her the impression that your heart is fully in it. If it's not. Yeah, that would be committing a lie. And uh, you can't do that. Um, so, yeah. So you're going to have to whatever path you take, you're just you're going to. Well, man. I guess the only question would be, should you be completely honest with your prospective no, fiance or should you no, what? What should no. he do?
2: He should break up and say it's for unrelated reasons. She doesn't need to know this. Why so
0: do he people should end, the, that, end that the relationship.
2: honesty means is telling people shit that they don't need to know.
0: Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm when it comes to the ending of a relationship or information that's severely damaging to a relationship, I'm, I'm team understanding on that one. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I certainly agree that you can't give a ring under false pretenses. Don't do that. And, uh, I hope that you find clarity on it. I'm sorry to hear it, but uh, I hope you find exactly what you're looking for.
3: Hmm.
0: Daniel Yeager, uh, Oh, no. Bud Light's marketing VP's old Facebook photos leaked partying in college just like you'd expect. Emailed you, Matt. Y'all have to check that out after the stream. I've not seen that. Uh, Was she uh, was she shotgunning Bud Lights all those years ago at Arizona State or wherever she went? (laughs) I'll, I'll have to see. Incompetent Hands got fired this morning. What? Sorry, man, that sucks. I still have a, a part-time job, but unfortunately no super chats for a while. Not an apology, just FYI. Any career advice lull? Uh, lull. Well, I appreciate your clarification because I would say don't apologize for supporting the show, but now that it's clarified that you aren't, I will offer no such advice. No, man, that sucks. I'm sorry to hear it. Um, probably the wrong guy to ask about career advice, though, because uh, the best, well, maybe not. The best career move I ever made was reckless on paper and it ended up working out. <laughs> so... Yeah. Um, I don't know if, if let's say that everything I have was deleted tomorrow and I had to go out and and find a different job. Uh, I, I would just say, um, I know it's, it's tough to, I don't know your situation. I know given the times right now, it's tough to say like, don't, uh, don't accept a job out of desperation because you know, there's a lot of desperate times right now. And you there's a lot of taking what you can get, mm-hmm. um, which makes sense. But it, unless you absolutely must, I would say, don't, don't accept a job just because you feel like you have to accept one right now. Uh, if you have the ability to take some time to find the right fit, do that. Make sure that your, your next pick is something that is something that you actually want to do, or at least as close to something that you actually want to do as opposed to something that you must do or something that's just paying the bills. Um, Agreed. Yeah. that said, maybe you don't have that luxury. I don't know, but, but, to the extent you have time, use up all that time that you have available to you to to find the opportunity that's right for you. Don't just grab the first thing that becomes available. But what do I know? I haven't been in that situation in a long time, so do the opposite. <laughs> uh, go to go to become a Walmart greeter tomorrow. I don't know. Uh, and maybe if you do, maybe you accept a job immediately. You shop for something else in the meantime. I don't know. Uh, killer eight thousand medzitsa bepe that must be uh is that a yiddish term or something it says a disgusting jewish practice is this referring to <laughs> circumcision uh assume. is it
2: sucking the penis after uh you circumcise the baby
0: i i have no idea what it is he says oh it's a disgusting practice oh no no you're right this is uh i thought that this was just like re- a reference to ugh yeah, I've never heard of this before.
2: A bunch of kids got herpes from uh, from rabbis from this.
0: I Yeah, that's news to me. Um, <laughs> OK, well, it sounds like uh, it, this sounds like maybe if the Dalai Lama was doing the circumcision, this is something he might do. Except
2: a lot more Jewish.
0: <laughs> I guess. Yeah,
2: um, Jack DSN says, Matt, As a pair of Orthodox nuns told me things happen all in God's times. Not in a Calvinist sense, <laughs> of course uh christine I, I
0: don't i know hardly anything about calvinism and they
2: believe in like staunch predeterminism so people that were that are born uh on earth are predetermined to go to heaven or hell and you don't mm. have free will
0: see that and and people think that maybe i have some calvinist connection because of my choice of name for myself we just like the name we actually don't even have a connection Calvin Coolidge. yeah so
2: he named him after my great parents
0: if that uh, yeah that's that's where I, I got the name um but if that's a, a, an accurate description of the um of the premise of calvinism that's something that i would disagree with entirely which is sort of ironic i guess but thank you uh jack i guess it's jackson something like that mm-hmm.
2: Crispy, appreciate Matt. It. Your voice is soothing, and Christ speaks through you. Thank you for being you, Gay.
3: Okay.
0: Well, I certainly nice. wouldn't presume to to do that because that is uh, that would be a lot. But uh, I, I appreciate the kind words. Thank you. Um, uh, very much appreciated, and uh, and thanks for supporting the show. I think we're all set, right?
2: Yeah, I'm gonna immediately go to sleep. I'm
0: so <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, we're good on uh, Rumble. We're good on D Live. All right, we will call it a show there um we'll be back on sunday to discuss nothing but the trump indictment wall to wall i'm going to go through everything alvin bragg has ever said i'm going to make it as boring and boomerific as possible i'll do
2: it i swear to god so I'll that do it.
0: everyone wonders what the fuck has happened to this guy uh, i'm I'm doing it uh, i'm doing it just you wait and see you'll tune in and you'll love all of it because i commend oh. it.
2: I have really graceful coming on my channel on Friday. So check it out.
0: All right. Well, we'll see you Friday or we'll see you Sunday. Have a great weekend, something. Bye, guys.